three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Thursday, August 4th, it's the Mike Rutherford Show. Coming to you live from the world-famous Big X Studios, 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all across the land. It's the Big X. Big X Nation, welcome in. We're here from 3 to 5.30 today. Rocking and rolling after a midweek day off. Nice little breather yesterday to watch the Louisville Bats play a doubleheader out at Slugger Field. I think they split the doubleheader, I believe I saw. They're back at it again tonight, 7.05. You can hear the action right here. On 1450, Trevor Kelsey here rocking a Philadelphia Flyers t-shirt looking glorious. Uh, TK, how was the day off? I assume you, I don't know, spent some time at the the Speed Art Museum. Maybe took a... <laughs> Taking a show. Read a, read a quick book. <laughs> read a book. Went and saw Hamilton. Right. Went and saw <laughs> Hamilton. Did, did, did a play. What was yeah. your favorite song? Went to the, did, to the Cheese Hut, you know. Had a, <laughs> had a nice day shopping. All the stores I wanted to shop at, you know. Quick uh, five-mile yeah. jog. Yeah. Google will find my, my phone. Forget it's on Bible. Uh. <laughs> you know, on top of things, I can tell because we started the show uh, three minutes late because you were you didn't know you weren't logged into your Gmail account. Like a minute late, actually. Now the phone is, is is not off, so we're rocking yeah. and rolling. We're feeling good. I forgot I had it even on Ring. I'm not used to do it. <laughs> I don't think this person was on Ring in like two years. My phone's <laughs> never on anything but vibrate. I, I, I put it's it, on silent. I put it on Ring before I passed out last night because I thought, well, just in case someone needs to call me or something, I need to hear because. Yesterday I didn't. I woke up around the same time we'd be getting on the air uh-huh. normally, so I was like, and I had a bunch of missed calls. And I was like, oh crap! So now people are saying the audio is too loud. Is that too loud? Is there something? Has something changed? What did the Wednesday show do to us? Our levels look okay. Talk for me. It was very loud in my ears when it started, but that was I think it's just my headphones. Uh well, I mean, I'm my headphones are normal, and I'm got you. I'll turn you down a little bit, but the other text that I saw, and I was excited that your levels are pretty good though. Okay, good. I've, most people yesterday had heard on Tuesday that we announced that we weren't going to be on the air because of the bad doubleheader. Yeah. There were, I was expecting a few people to be like, we're, we're, no show, what's going on with the show? And there wasn't as much of that as I thought. I think most people got the message, which was good. But the, the one text that, I, that stood out to me from yesterday's show <laughs> that I saw right at the beginning because I was like, who texted in, who didn't know that we were on the air, and then texted in yesterday afternoon. And there were a couple, but the one that I saw that, that stood out was, answer this tomorrow. Could an average O-line in college football stop one hippo from getting a sack? <laughs> one hippo? And the answer is obviously no. Well, first of all, I mean, I think even Neil Donald could scramble away from a hippo, right? Hippos are fast. Assuming a hippo knew how to play football and was attempting to get to a quarterback. Well, I mean, you there's just, no way in hell any offensive line could stop him. I mean, you could just say, I mean, just. Have you seen a hippo recently? 
Yeah. I, I, saw, I saw a great meme that said uh, hippos are great examples of eating eating nothing but greens and salad and walking all day proves you can't lose weight. I, said, I, like <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, so did I. I was like, oh, this is going to be like on my, my Facebook cover. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, you could get through the line. Yeah. Cause it's hippos weigh like 4,000 pounds. Yeah. I mean, a hippo, like it's just going to just barrel through, but they're not fast. Like even I could probably run away from a hippo. Right. I mean, they're getting to the quarterback. How fast does a hippo run? Fast enough. What's the 40 yard dash on a hippo? Okay, more people are saying them. I'm going to switch mics here. Let's see if this sounds better. You going to yellow? We're going to yellow. I hate this. The, I, don't like I the mean, I don't know if it's kind of like that over the air. I'm see having if other better. people, but I, see if this sounds better. It sounds the same in my ear. If for the listening world out there, let us know if it yeah, sounds different because I'm not hearing any distortion from from on my the side. yellow mic and the red mic sound the same in my own ears. I just don't like the yellow like. There's no way to say this. Get yellow? I mean, there's no way to say this that is. It just like flops around. A lot, and I don't. <laughs> your childish grin. I knew I was going to. There was no way I could say it without. But I'm like, I can't think of any other way to describe it. It's just, it's not firmly in place. I don't like have the red. I, I never had that problem personally. I mean, if it wasn't, it, it wouldn't be so awkward to say if it wasn't so phallic in the first place. Just like looking at it, but it's flopping everywhere. That's that's my problem with it. I mean, hippos, by the way, are relatively fast. They can't be that fast. They were four thousand pounds. I mean, the text line. I'll say I've seen the, the I've seen 19 miles an hour from three different textures now. It takes them 19. It takes them. They can move 19, 19 hours to go a mile. They can move 19 miles an hour. No, I no no Texas no. Texas hippos have great swim moves. I like that. <laughs> no hippos are vicious. Don't I, I? I mean, they're I think what don't they aren't they what attack the uh, the boats in the Congo, but uh, the in the movie Congo, not just the actual place, but maybe the place too. But the movie wouldn't lie to us, right? I mean, exactly. I mean, come on, it's an accurate <laughs> historical tale. Yeah, I mean, I figured it was based on a true story. TJ takes it in by the way and says, "Much better, Trevor." Now t- try turning your mic off and just let Mike talk for twenty seconds. <laughs> no, he didn't really mean it. He didn't really. Oh, mean okay, it. my bad. <laughs> no, that's not what he actually meant. I mean, this reminds me of an OKRC argument we had, which was, "What would win a fight between a giraffe and a lion?" I mean, lion. Yeah, that's what I said. But but TJ, I think, was determined it was giraffe. Well, TJ's wrong. He's like, they're they're tall. They're linky. They'll kick it. Yeah. Yeah, people <laughs> keep saying, Mike, if you're not yelling, then the stream is actually louder than usual. But, well, I mean. I don't know. I don't know how to fix yeah, that. Yeah, that's. I'm man. sorry. Ow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything on, everything on my end is the exact same as normal. What did, this Wednesday show, man, I'm telling you. What did you do? I, I We weren't here yesterday. This Wednesday show that comes in after us on Wednesdays, they're sabotaging the whole studio. Sabotaging it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But they're good people because they pay for a paid program on Saturday. They do. Well, the, on Saturday too? Well, the, they record Wednesday show and it replays on Saturday. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, you know, they're not the all, all bad. Texas says you got to go quick game, slam some bubble screens. <laughs> Against the hippo. Beat even Aaron Donald's pet hippo. <laughs> Texas, a hippo would massacre an O-line. They're the most dangerous mammal on earth. <laughs> Texas, no, I mean, it would hippos just... are notorious for attacking and killing humans. I mean, yeah, like floating in a boat. Like, I mean, it's just, no, if, if a hippo, a hippo would destroy an offensive line. I get that. Even five people would just be like, just run through. The text line is, ch- I, and I did not. But I just don't think this. it would catch the quarterback. The text line is just chock full of hippo stats that I did not know. I mean, I know they're hungry. You got a little hippo stat on, on three, 3.15 on a Thursday? They love marbles. Hippos are some of the deadliest animals in Africa. They kill at least 500 people a year. Is that true? Yeah. 
I mean, as of January 2022. I mean, between that, hippos are out here just massacring human beings. Like, I always hear these stats about like the uh, this kills this many people in Africa. Like, how is anybody left? Like, isn't this just a complete wasteland of animals at this point? Well, I mean, there are more than 500 people in Africa a day. Uh, but the number, at the, at the mass amount they're killing, I mean, come on. TJ says a full-grown giraffe is dominating a lion. I told you. <laughs> Watch a YouTube video. It's hilarious. I don't believe it. I'm not buying it. Could a giraffe beat a hippo, though? Uh, no. Obviously not. Hippos are, hippos are like, way bigger than lions. So, so, so hippo, is a hippo beating a lion, then? What? Can a hippo beat a lion? Yes. So you're, you're taking hippo over lion. I'm taking hippo over lion. Have you seen a hippo? I've seen a hippo. My aunt's obsessed with the hippos, one in Cincinnati Zoo. There's hippos are like, I mean, what, eight times as big as lions? Giant mouth. I mean, but doesn't speed have anything to do with it? I mean, they move 19 miles an hour. That's enough to keep you from lion. I don't know if that's. I, I, I question that stat, by the way. Well, I mean, I mean, hippo speed. Google it. 19 miles an hour. Who, who's who's in a hippo? Like who who who? Hippos are deadly as hell. What, what, I'm not denying that. This, Hippo versus lion. There's the uh, hippos are longer, taller, and heavier than lions, and hippos spend part of their time in the water while lions are completely terrestrial. Uh, hippos would hippos killing them. That's the, that's the, that's are you taking hippo as the king of the jungle then? Kind of. I mean, you seem like you're all team hippo here. I, I'm being swayed. There's an effective argument happening on the text line, and then Google is kind of backing that up. Because <laughs> who would lie to you? Google or text line, neither. In a, I mean, yeah, there's a video. I mean, I have to watch this when I get home. Lion sneaks up on hippo, regrets it immediately. <laughs> Is that what the title says? There's also a four lions versus one hippo battle. <laughs> I don't want to watch animals fight, though. No, that's what, that's what, like, Fox on Saturday night used to be for. Or now now it's, like, Saturday morning. I'm, like, trying to watch something. Is that what comes on Saturday morning? I'm, like, morning. trying to find something for the kids to watch Saturday mornings besides Grand Prix, and it's, like, it's like, who? Dylan Dreyer's uh, nature. And it's like, oh, my God, they're eating an emu. Like, like what kid who wants to watch this at 830 <laughs> on Saturday morning? I mean, I'd love to just have the days of having to suffer through Degrassi. I mean. Degrassi. Come on. Come on. That's Degrassi. Wheelchair Drake. <laughs> I never saw one with him in it, but yeah. Oh, well, then you didn't see any good ones. Because he, he used to come on after Stay by the Bell sometimes. Anyway, I don't know. I'm sorry that we just derailed everything right there. But uh, 502-414-1450, that's the Thornton sex line, by the way, if you're wondering where all these texts are coming from. Uh, we love Thornton's. Reminder again, Summer Cash Bash hippos. still going on. We love hippos. We love Thornton's just as much. Uh, we're giving away 10 grand, not say we, uh, the royal we, us and Thornton's <laughs> together. 10 grand every week all summer long via the Summer Cash Bash. All you have to do to get enrolled is be a Refreshing Rewards member. Open the Refreshing Rewards app. Click on the Summer Cash Bash icon. You're enrolled, and you have a chance to win ten grand every week all summer long with a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe that's coming your way towards the end of the summer. If you aren't a Refreshing Rewards member, you can download the app, or you can uh, make it easier. Text REWARDS to 80313 to get you started today. Again, Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's all summer long. Um, we have lots of other stuff to get to today. We have... Uh, no, no. I'll, yeah. No, no. I'm, yeah. Okay. We've got... Uh, we, we have... Red slander going on on the tax line as well. People coming at me for the Reds. Former Reds are doing what they do when they leave the Reds, which is just dominate. Well, it's something to work good with the Reds, too. I mean, just. We've got a new least cool person tournament champion. I saw this, actually. We've got Calipari scared again. Well, I mean. Talk about that. I mean, who, who, were, were you not a little more shocked when you saw that announcement going, really? He's 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 going to play at someone else's house. I mean. Yeah, we'll talk about it. I know. Uh, I know. We've got. We, we had to. It's the summer of taking runs at on three. 
We're going to have to go back it on three today. We're going to have to make I got that happen. I called out for that on, on Tuesday, by the way. Who did? Apparently, I was called out for calling them. What, what, what did I say? I was quoted as saying, no one pays it. No one cares what they think or something like that. Oh, I don't even know. Someone tagged Nick on it. Oh, Roush got mad. <laughs> well, he's a company man. I was like, I told him to search your feelings from Roush. You know it to be true. He's a company man. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we've, we, get to, we have to remind her homework for tomorrow. Oh, I yeah. forgot about it, too. We're going to watch the 05, the 06. God, I keep messing the years up. The 06. <laughs> is it uh, due tomorrow? Yeah, we're going to talk about the West Virginia blackout game. Uh, this is like high school over again. I'm doing everything the last you minute. Got, you, can, you, you can spend an hour and a half tonight watching the football game on YouTube. You'll be fine. I can. I'm worried about you a little bit more than anything. I'll get it up. I'll, clip, I'll make it happen. Is there cliff notes for sports games? We can make it happen. Also, U of L men's basketball has a new staff member uh, who's been widely rumored to be a staff member for like three months now, but it's official now. We'll talk about all that good stuff today. Uh, but 502-414-1450, that's the Thornton's text line. And, I mean, the hippos have just taken over. The, the, <laughs> you said no. Now, did you did you come up with this or did someone send it? No, I, t- I told the whole story. It was a question from yes- a text line. yesterday's show when, it was like, when, he, when the person realized that we weren't on the air. He was like, please talk about this tomorrow. And... I mean, I would assume this had to have like start with a discussion amongst him and his friends, right? I guess. That's how usually this stuff starts. Texas says, man, I swear you come into the show a few minutes late and you are just totally lost and like, what the F is going on? How did we get here? Or you start the show from the beginning and a, a couple of minutes later, you're like, what the F happened? How did we get here? I'm totally lost. <laughs> we don't even know. How it doesn't really matter when you join the show. <laughs> uh, TJ says he's taking the hippo against the lion, by the way. Of course, he took a giraffe versus a lion. Hippo has no chance against Barry Sanders, Texas says. <laughs> By Calvin Johnson. Texas says the amount of static on y'all's voices today is wild. I don't like that. I don't like. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I don't know what to do. Do we have to go back to? Do we need to go back to Oxmoor? Do, do we just need to get this, the, the Comrex just stand outside this studio? We just got to go to Oxmoor for every day. It's the new studio. Maybe if we go outside, I can actually smoke during the show. <laughs> they're like we sponsored a couple of remotes like no it's the oxmoor ford studio now <laughs> show up <laughs> your showroom is our new studio it sounds better here what can we do texas can intern jenna call in and cuss on the air to get the show back on the rails i don't think that's gonna help i guess jenna didn't want to come in today we told her we're off on wednesday she could come in thursday I should have probably texted her reminded her today maybe she'll come in tomorrow maybe yeah she's just saving up for next week the jack harlow kickball that's all she cares about is being a part of that which by the way we're doing the show live from jim patterson stadium next wednesday we are we, did you not know this no, no, we are. <laughs> we are doing a couple of program announcements. We're doing the the Wednesday show will be live three to six at Jim Patterson Stadium before I umpire and potentially cause a riot at the uh, the homies kickball celebrity tournament before I crash the game. You, yeah, you're just gonna like run on the field in the middle. <laughs> well, more of a, more of a fast waddle, but yeah, he's I mean, gonna be like one of those like yeah. You know, sometimes every now and then like one of those European soccer games, a guy will just run on on the on the pitch. And take the ball and score himself. Some and guy in the crowd's going to be like, he said a hippo ran 19 miles. <laughs> I think he ran 19 miles. <laughs> That's going to be you. So we're going to do that on Wednesday. That's going to be fun. The day before, Tuesday, we got Al Snow Ooh. in studio. Are you excited about at that At 4 one? o'clock. I'm pretty excited. I know you're excited. I mean, I'm pumped. Are you going to you talk some out? Are you going to talk some old school wrestling with him? Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to help out. Obviously, you're going to have to serve up some questions, but they're going to talk Ohio Valley Wrestling, which airs on our partner, WBNA. Which I'm sure he'll want to talk more about that than his own long sure. long history of wrestling, but he's got a great long history. This is the guy that's been wrestling since the been nice. little fact about us. Hold on. I was going to say real quickly, though. They've got some exciting news coming yeah. up that he wants to talk about that he's going to share with us, and, and then obviously we'll get into some old school, our memories, and, and personal stuff. It'll be fun. Do you know he uh, was once in a uh, famous movie? I didn't. He was an extra. Force Gump. And probably one of the maybe the best football movie ever made. Necessary Roughness. Okay, second best. Because Necessary Roughness is good. Kathy Ireland. Yeah. Welcome to Foot Ball. The replacements. 
Rudy. What was he in Rudy? He's an ex. He's one of the players, uh, Notre Dame players during practice. I had no idea. He and uh, a lot of some other wrestlers are actually uh, uh, extras in the background. He and Vince Vaughn boys? <laughs> Vince Vaughn. No. If you had a tenth the heart of Rudiger, you could have been All-American. Doesn't have a line. As it is. Yes, went from the third scout, third team to the scouts. He's actually uncredited because he's an extra, but yeah, it's, uh, if, you, if you pause it right in the right spot, you can see a young Al Snow wearing both both helmet and helmetless. Very cool. Yeah, I like that. But I'm, we're excited to have Al Snow in studio next week. This should be some fun. Um, Texas says, "TK, you should start your own wild animals athletic data company. Go to Africa and get all their forty-yard times, vertical jumps, <laughs> swing speed, etc. Build some spreadsheets, shoot some video, <laughs> and you'll be globally known." I said, "There's a stopwatch." You grab this uh, this raw meat and just start walking out there, walk uh, forty yards down that way. I want to test something. <laughs> Tish says, uh, "Mike." <laughs> How hyped are you after the Dan Campbell clip talking about burying opposing teams and playing in landfills? Uh, as a fellow Lions and Cards fan, I can't imagine the two respective head coaches being much different. I would love a Sat and Dan show. They are. like That is the ultimate yin and yang. Like, I have Scott Satterfield on one hand, and I've got Dan Campbell on the other. Scott Satterfield, who's yeah. very much the, you know, we're going to love him up, all shucks. And Dan Campbell, who's like, we're biting off kneecaps and burying opponents in landfills. Unfortunately, they both have a similar trait. That they, <laughs> how much they win. I mean, <laughs> 2022 is going to be different for both. Different yet still Just the same. Wait. <laughs> Just wait. You think this is the year for Jared Goff, don't you? No, I don't. <laughs> don't, don't keep hope alive, man. Come on. Texas, what are your thoughts on these Saints three practice fights in three days? I didn't realize they had three fights in three days. The, the Saints have? Apparently. I saw the Josh Allen fight the other day. I saw they had that. Well, I saw there was. Yeah, I know I saw a headline like Saints player like in trouble for fighting or something, but I didn't even bother clicking on it. The only thing I care about when it looks for when it comes to NFL preseason stuff is looking for injuries. That's, if it doesn't say injured, then I'm not. I usually don't. I don't bother with it. Apparently, one guy, a rookie, Trevor Penning, he got That's kicked the off of OTAs. Northwestern. Well, he got kicked off of, of OTAs on Wednesday after starting a fight at practice for three consecutive days. He started three fights in three days. I mean, I, well, I mean, I get wanting to put the vibe out there. But well, that's, at some point, it's out there. I mean, that's the Saints thing. Remember, what was the, uh, the Kyle Turley? Remember Kyle Turley took the helmet off the guy and threw it during a fight during a game? Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. The, like, Saints, the Saints guys, I mean, and he's Trevor, so you know he's nasty. Well, he, he played was, at Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa. Why did I say Northwestern? I guess, a, I guess if you're a Northern Iowa yeah. offensive lineman, you have something. He was first-round pick, though. First I mean, or second. Three straight days fighting people. Because he he's, a, he's a prospect. No. I guess you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. That's... Three days in a row of starting a fight is, is we get it, dude. You're willing to fight. <laughs> Who's awesome. the Saints head coach now? Who replaced Sean Payton? I can't remember now. I think it's, it's always Sean Payton to me. Yeah, it should be. No, he's doing uh, really bad movies with Kevin James now about his life. Uh, Dennis Allen. Ah, the former defensive coordinator. Yeah. Who could forget Dennis Allen? Long time assistant. He's a he's a holdover until they end up replacing him with somebody younger. Another AM guy. Texas. Did you see the anonymous uh, AC's coach coaches? For, uh, sorry. Did you see the comments from anonymous ACC coaches, some real haters out there? I haven't seen it. I don't know what this is in reference to. I'm not either. I guess I'll have to check it out. Texas, I believe Trevor is more likely to stop a hippo from getting a sack than he is to successfully pull vault. <laughs> I actually believe that as well. Can you clip a hippo? Like, can you go from behind and you can try. I mean, it's... <laughs> do, you really want to be, do you really want to be unsuccessful and find yourself behind a hippo, though? <sighs> No. Now I just want to see these anonymous quotes, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, real quickly before we go to break here, uh, officially now, 
the least cool person tournament champion. And I was wrong about this. I said a few weeks ago when we got to the Final Four, I thought I had a pretty good sense of how it was going to go. I don't think you tweeted out like the the the, the pairings every day, did you? No, it wasn't every day. Yeah, I was just saying, because I, I would just randomly see like a matchup, and then next thing I know, it's like, we have a champion. I'm like, well, what, I actually have to go to the site or something? You have to actually go to the site. Oh, sometimes, sometimes I like to make people work for it. Yeah, well, But yeah. this is, uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be the letter versus uh, Chris Mack. It turned out it was not. It was the exact opposite. It was the NCAA slash IRP versus Armando Baycott. And the NCAA romps. The NCAA destroys Baycott. I, I like the idea. The people who voted for Baycott were like, I'm voting for him because I want him to be able to him to accept his award in person when he plays <laughs> at the Yum Center next year, which would have been a, a funny moment. Can't the NCAA do the same? Can't we give them a... I guess. But it's the, it's the third time in six years now where some form of the NCAA has won this thing, which is understandable. Louisville's been dealing with this for <laughs> six years. For six years now. <laughs> I mean, in 2017, the Committee on Infractions won. 2018, the Appeals Committee won. And then this year, we get the NCAA, the IRP. And it kind of reminds me, it's like... And in between was what, Petrino and... Petrino, uh, the coronavirus, and then Dino Gaudio. <laughs> so basically... An unholy trinity. The only things you're worried about. A global <laughs> pandemic is the only thing that can derail the NCAA's reign of uncoolness. Or a regular season pandemic, which was the Petrino last year. I yeah, mean, pretty much. And, and a guy, or a basketball disaster. Or a basketball coach forcing extortion on you. Look, we're edgy about the word extortion. <laughs> it's, it's a hot-button topic for us. It's a word that triggers us. And somebody's going to go, well, at least we lost to somebody, right? Who we lose to again? Oh, COVID? <laughs> COVID? <laughs> a COVID coach? Say what you want the NCAA. <laughs> we ain't killing a million people. Um, but they win this year handily. And Just hopes and dreams. It reminds me of, like, this reminds me of kind of like the, the, the 2010 Duke team. Like, even when they're not at their best, there's still enough of a established monster that they can swoop in there and win convincingly. Because this was, this was not a... Like the NCAA has done worse things to Louisville than it has in this past athletic season. But still, so uncool that they win pretty handily going away here. You think Chris Mack is using this as like, hey, at least I didn't win that, Dino Gaudio. Maybe, yeah. He's <laughs> like, yeah, congratulations. Still the better friend. <laughs> they still love me more. They know it was all you. God. <laughs> I've got the one up in the rivalry. The <laughs> Petrino somehow... He's probably bragging. He's like still the only head coach, baby. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, he's not. Craig Thorpe won too. Oh, that's right. And then Andre McGee, assistant, but yeah, but, but he was already gone by the time he won. Yeah, Petrino and Craig Thorpe. Who would have thought that those two would be in the... <laughs> completely different? <laughs> when we hired when we hired Bobby Petrino back in 2014, who would have thought like, yep, the second the second head coach that we're going to have on this list besides Steve Craig Thorpe, the guy who is repl- going to be the most successful coach in the history of the program. The two coaches to win it are the guy who replaced Petrino one and then Petrino 2.0. It is pretty unbelievable. Petrino was like, this guy's not upstaging me. All right, well, he won that award after I left. Screw that. Let's go to break. When we come back, we'll touch on some of these other topics. It's not like a defining topic today, but I want to talk a little bit about this on three other stuff that has everybody worked up. Um, hopefully no more hippo talk. Uh, we'll talk about this Calipari comment that has some people worked up, and we'll take more of your texts at 502-414-1450. It's Mike Rutherford Show here on a Thursday on 1450 and 961, The Big X. Hungry, hungry hippos. First to gobble up the most marbles wins. Hungry, hungry hippos. We're hungry, hungry hippos. We love to feed our babies. I love this game. We're hungry, hungry hippos. We're in an eating race. 
I love the concept that you could be like good at hungry hungry hippos when all you had to do was just bang this but, little th lever as many times as you gonna, could. I was gonna say just maybe be at an angle. Yeah. <laughs> you just be at the, like, just a, Hope like, that table's tilting like your way. Extra two degrees your way. Yeah. A great game. <laughs> uh, before we start talking about some other stuff, I, I wanted to give a shout out to Kenny Payne, U of L men's basketball team last night. They hosted a telethon. Um, we, we, we talked Monday, a texter had texted in like, are you surprised Kenny Payne hasn't made any comment about the Eastern Kentucky flooding? And I said, I, I was, I was assuming that something was going to happen later on in the week, that there would be a statement or something that U of L was going to do. And sure enough, last night they hosted a uh, telethon on WLKY. Like, right after we went off the air, they announced it too. Like we were talking about I know. it. Like, yeah. As, you know, um, we go off, it's like, Hey, we're doing this thing. I'm like, there you go. And I believe they, to us. they raised about $60,000 yeah. to help Kentucky uh, flood victims. There's also, if you're wondering, there's a water drive going on at Cardinal Stadium all day today. You can stop by there, donate uh, bottles of, of water, whatever you can uh, to help out there. There's also a, dona a donation link on the U of L men's basketball Twitter page, as well as the gocards.com for the Red Cross donation that U of L is putting together. So all that good stuff is happening. Props to Kenny Payne. Props to everybody for making that happen. Also, at 440 today, we're going we're gonna to be talking with Kedrick Tembo, who's the director of the lordskitchen.com. They're doing some stuff to try to um, – they're taking some supplies and some goods to help the, the victims of the flooding out in eastern Kentucky. He's going to talk about that, as well as how you can get involved. We'll have a, a phone link and an online link as well uh, for today's show. Obviously – Still, the, the death count's going up, and the people who are living there, some of them have lost everything. So any help is, is big-time help at this point. It's been a cool thing to see, and I say this knowing that we're going to kind of crap on John Calipari here in a second, so we'll give him his props here <laughs> while we can. But it has been cool to see the state come together and help out. And I know Cal has done a bunch of cool things. Uh, UK basketball has done a bunch of cool things. Uh, Scott Satterfield was talking about helping out and awareness there. You've seen politicians. You've seen local people of note going down to themselves and helping out. It's been, uh, it, you hate that it takes a disaster, but sometimes it does take something like this to kind of revive your hope in humanity, which has been good. It's been, it's been good to see this week, everybody coming together and helping out for, for one common good. Um, I tell you what, because we just did that, let's not stop talking about the, the, the Calipari Gonzaga quote just yet. Push that back next segment, maybe not next segment. We'll do it later this, this segment, but I, I that means five o'clock. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I promise. You know, between now and then, you've got a guess, and we've got we'll have somebody texting something about something random, and then we'll get talking about. It's that. all just hippo text. God right knows now. what I'll end up taking. What lane I'll take us down. Yeah, it's it's you're not wrong, but let's talk about it. Let's, let's crap on somebody else right now. So <laughs> please don't be me. Please don't be me. Please it's don't the be summer me. of of crapping on on three. The oh, new yeah, the yeah. new network they they host KSR and. People have been texting in a long time about how in football on three is overly sympathetic to Ohio State. They've got a Midwest bias in, in basketball. They're overly kind to UK and they hate Louisville because they have KSR and it's one of their biggest sites and all this stuff. And I've kind of been like, eh, you know, whatever. I'm not really buying it. I know Keith Wynn has been a staunch, like sort of against this. He doesn't think it's, it's, it's real that on three is harboring some sort of resentment or some sort of bias against Louisville. I was of that same belief until I saw this laid out this way. <laughs> now you start to change your mind there, huh? I am. And I think if you haven't changed your mind yet, you may when you hear these numbers. So let's look at Louisville's this 2023 class, which is ranked in the top you know, 20, top 15 by every scouting service imaginable. On three themselves have Louisville right now at, I think, number 17. Their, their highest ranked prospects, Ruben Owens. Okay. Number 17 in 24-7. 17 overall? Overall. Okay. These are overall rankings in the class. Number 20 on Rivals. Number 35 on ESPN. Number 49 on On3. <laughs> I mean, ESPN's even harder on us, too. DeAndre Moore. 
number 66 on 24-7, number 74 on Rivals, number 48 on ESPN, number 178 on On3. <laughs> Hold on. Can you repeat those numbers one more time? Because I'm going to try to do this math real quick. 66, 74, 48, 178. So, that, so they're, they're ranking him as almost higher than all three others combined in math. It is, let me see real quickly. 60, 70, it's 130. Be, plus yeah, it's very close. Very close. That's insane. Madden Sanker, <laughs> number 95 on 24-7, number 95 on Rivals, number 134 on ESPN, number 268 on On3. Now, is On3, do you think, just being haters, or are they just trying let's, to be Let's contrarian? finish this, and we'll okay. have a conversation. Aaron Williams, cornerback, 189 on 247, 154 on Rivals, 145 on ESPN, 241 on On3. And then Pierce Clarkson, the crown jewel, the guy who got this whole thing going. Uh, yeah. He's number 205 on 24-7. He's number 98 on Rivals. He's number 139 on ESPN. He is unranked by On3. How is a guy that's unranked? How is a guy he's even that low in overalls when he's like top 10 in quarter, at the quarterback position? I, I understand where if it was a guy here, a guy there that they have just substantially lower than everybody else. It's all five of Louisville's top-ranked recruits that on three has not just not just ranking them the lowest, but by far ranking them the lowest. In some cases, not I'm ranking them it. at all. It's the war. It's more like on P. <laughs> it's clever. Did you think of that one? I thought of it earlier. Seriously, you were just holding on to that. I'm done with on P. I, I may just – look, I'm going to – I'm going to bypass. I'm going to protest. I'm not going to use anything on three unless they say nice things about us, and then I'll look at it and link it. But until then, I'm done with on three. I mean, first of all, no one cares about on three. I mean, we've we've established that. They're just kind of like the the they're they're the squeak. If, if if recruiting was the movie basketball, they'd be squeaks. They'd be the guy hanging around, being like, "Oh, come on, guys! Come on, Matt! Come on, rivals! Come on!" Come on, come on. Show us some love. Show us some love. Come on, he. We were in guys, too. <laughs> we watch high school football. We can talk about DJ Wagner, too. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> he might go one place or another place. Pay me $50. I mean, they can. Is that what they get paid? I need to switch jobs. They get paid. These, I'm telling you, these recruiting people get paid more than you think. I heard some salaries once upon a time, and Clearly it made me can, very sad. And if that's the case, then I can tell you right now, some are overpaid. Um, the, yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah, the, 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 either they just don't, they're, 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 they're one of two things. One, they're just trying to be complete contrarians and just like, oh, well, this guy's ranked like 90-something. We'll just unrank him. Or they just, they have not just like actually given two bleeps about like trying to do their own job. Or they're letting Drew Franklin rank their football prospects. <laughs> <laughs> KSR does numbers. They're going to let them do whatever they want. Well, I mean, I guess it's better than letting Ryan Lemon do it. Then, then again, he's just doing what Matt tells him anyway. You bring, every time you bring up Ryan Lemon, you say the same thing every single time. Actually, I, called out, I called out from somebody at KRC long, a while back for that, too. Texas, if UofL had a literal hippo committed to play DE, on three would rank him three stars. <laughs> well, but if he goes to the UK, he gets a five star. Little bump. Like Matt Elam. Little bump. <laughs> They've already, they've already recruited a hippo at UK for five-star. Don't. <laughs> Got in my face on three. I mean, let me say, like, is, what do they give UK recruiting guys compared to the rival stuff? I'm not sure. I mean, I, I'd have to, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Like, do they have a, a guy, that, like, one of the receivers, he's like a two-star, he's like a five-star and on three? Probably not. He's, 
Who does? Where do they? Do you have the rankings by position for these guys? I don't have any of the. I've got what I, I just read in front of me. Why did you bring it up? You know, you know, you know, I'm going to ask for these stats. You, you don't have to ask these these obscure oh, questions. I'm sorry, I want information in my debate. Well, I don't have it in front of me. Like I, I don't, I don't have the on three ranking system. Well, this, what are you asking now? <laughs> where do they rank these players in by their position? Because Ruben Owens is like 17 or 18, 19, whatever in a normal person's mind. For overall, but he's like number two running back. Does Don three have him as like the twelfth rated running back? I would assume he's like still the second ranked. He's still the second ranked running back. So I'm just I'm just confused on how their math works. If he's if these guys are ranked with the same websites at their at regular positions, and how are they falling so far out in the overall? Well, th- that's one guy in particular. Okay, I, let's see. Like Pierce Clarkson is like a top ten quarterback on most of the other majority scouting that I've seen. Yeah, I would say he's probably. I mean, they don't have him ranked, so if they like they have. <laughs> They have as the number thirty-seven quarterback. I mean, that's a pretty far drop. I mean, for for comparison's sake, like they have they do the consensus rankings, which is like twenty-four-seven does, where they take the all the different ranking systems and aggregate them and give an average. Well, mathematically, I don't. I'm gonna call BS on right. That. So he is no, he's the he he on the on three consensus rankings, he's number fourteen. That means the average of all the other scouting services okay. is fourteen, and their specific rankings they've got him thirty seventh. Is there a, when we say on three Pacific, is there an actual guy behind? Is there a name, or is we just is they, is they just use the website? I, I'm sure it's a collective effort. Okay, yeah, but because I mean, in, in most cases when you talk about rivals and stuff, you, there's a specific person, right? No, I think it's always a collective effort. Why is it? Always, why does it basketball always seem like there was like one particular person, and football is not? I mean, I don't. In basketball it used to be because they didn't have as much. People like now it's mostly a bunch of different guys like coming together and like having a combined ranking system. Okay. Like back in the day, it was just like Evan Daniels and like two other dudes. Yeah, this. yeah, you had Bob Gibbons or something like that. And like they that, realized yeah. it was big money, and so now everybody does it together. But okay. it's yeah, it's and now the other people who used to be doing it publicly are just doing it for coaches and making buttloads of money, which is props to them. Oh, we seriously got in the wrong business. We did. We did the you know, recruiting creepy. I don't want to be a part of it, but. <laughs> I was told to stay away from the young kids. <laughs> They're getting paid hand fist over dollar for it. If I'd known how much it paid to be creepy, I would have gotten creepy a long time ago. For the record, it doesn't always pay to be creepy, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's some examples of when you still broke. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, Texture says, uh, <laughs> the guy who asked the hippo question yesterday is like, holy bleep, did you guys answer my hippo question <laughs> and I missed it? it? I was just stoned at home. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Texas, how much to be a whole sponsor in the scramble? I'm ready to take Mickey Mouse Rutherford down. Yeah, we got. To, we haven't talked about that. I don't know if you saw the uh, the KRC. They're having a golf scramble coming up on. I think it's the second. Let me. I mean, uh, I'm hoping not in August because today's the fourth. No, September <laughs> next month. I'm, I'll bring it up. Hold on one second. Uh, I was doing something else on my phone while. What are you doing? I was, what do you think I'm doing? I'm doing the, <laughs> doing the Cardinal Insider thing I sent to me at 314 today. I'm still waiting for segment three, Jody. This show's going to break you. Jody, I'm still waiting on segment three. I got segment one, two, four, and five. I'm waiting on three, Jody. This extra bit of work is just going to, it's just going to kill you. Well, it'd be okay if I got it before the show. I know, I know. I mean, he sends me, um, yes. Big X Golf Scramble, uh, 090222. That's September 2nd. It's day before we beat Syracuse. Yes, correct. Uh, please that. Uh, make sure everybody come out to Elk Run Golf Club. Shotguns start at 9 a.m. It's 30 a player, 124 foursome. Get the dirty thoughts out of your mind. Reserve your spot by emailing bigxscramble at yahoo.com. And I talked to TJ earlier. They're, uh, I think they're doing like uh, 30 teams. They already have half of them full. Oh, awesome. This came out yesterday. They're already half full. Well done. So if you want to get on that, you better get. Are you going to be in it? I can't play golf, man. 
Neither can I. So you and me, can, we'll just be, we'll be, uh, caddy. We'll just be, uh, we'll drive the, the the carts around. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm probably not making it out there. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing as little as possible these days. I mean, it's, next year we'll get healthy. We'll be good. It's the only advice you've ever taken from me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that <laughs> is the one way that you rubbed off a man. It's like the one thing that I didn't want. <laughs> Of all the things I could have passed along, <sighs> that's the one. You ruined my life. There's no one to losing weight part, that's for sure. It's actually just the fact <laughs> that the NCA in some form or fashion has been voted the Car Chronicle LCP for three out of six years to tell you how frustrating it's been to be a Louisville fan during that time frame. I can't wait to see them win again next year after they give the basketball team the death penalty out of nowhere in the fall. I wouldn't, I'm not putting it past them. Not putting it past them. Um, <laughs> Texas says, Hippo versus O-Lion. Not O line. O line. <laughs> o line. Well, but uh, so like Lion King versus Hippo, who wins? Hippo. Oh man, dude, he's, he's the king of the Scar Mufasa. <laughs> well, he's beating Scar. Scar's a wimply. Scar's a douche. Yeah, I mean, other than Jeremy Irons' voice is awesome. It is. I wish I could talk. I like know that. that your pals are pretension. That's <laughs> a warthog's backside, but thick as you are. Plus, he was, Pay attention. he was Hong Gruber's brother in Die Hard. My words are a matter of pride. I love Lion King. <laughs> it's clear from your powers of perception that the lights are not all on upstairs. I don't know why this is the weirdest thing, but I just like, pictured you singing as you're walking around seducing Mary. <laughs> like lowering the lights. I don't want you to think that. And you're, and you're singing Lion King. Be prepared. <laughs> it's the creepiest possible song you could sing in that situation. Don't know why that just popped in my head. For like, what? Like For the death of the kid. Lowering the lights, and you're like, she's like looking around, and you're just singing those words. I don't want you to ever have that Be thought again. Be prepared. Never have that thought. <laughs> Never have that thought again. Please don't do that again. Texter says. Let him out of your head. <laughs> Texas, so last night in baseball, Nick Castellanos homered. The Phillies won. A. Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winkard both homered. The Mariners won. Also, Luis Castillo pitched. The other day, they won. <laughs> so the so the West Coast Reds are one and zero. Brandon Jury hit a grand slam in his first at bat as a Padre, and the Padres won, and the Reds got shut out and lost. <laughs> Blue Jays lost the last match. Don't feel bad. Blue Jays are still at least trying. Blue, I thought, J- Blue Jays won like nine out of twelve, though. I saw them making some moves. They're still they're still at least yeah. attempting to be better. Plus, is, we 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 grabbed a five game lead in the wild card, so. Now we're still like twelve games behind the Yankees, unfortunately. Yeah, we missed. The, there were a couple other things that we missed that we would have talked about yesterday. One of them being the death of Vince Scully, which Tuesday That's night getting insane, that was yeah. just was it sucked. Like it's one of those where you know he's up there in age. You know at some point you're going to get it, but he does seem like one of those people that you just expect to live forever. And uh, when I got the text, it was just like one of those like Ugh, like f word, f word, f word. And you go back and you watch some of his calls. I mean, it's one of just one of the, your childhood. I mean. Voices voice. that you grew yeah. up with, yeah. I mean, not just us, but our parents. I mean, he's been doing it so long. I mean, he, our parents grew up with him. I saw somebody saying the other day, like it's wild to think that you could have been born in the 1800s or the 2000s and heard a game called by Vinny, Vince Scully, like you know, because he did it for so long. Mm. You could have been born like 1895 and heard many games called by Vince Scully, or you could have been born in the year 2000 and heard tons of games called by Vince Scully as well. Uh, and when I also, did he start to sit, when did he start like? Uh, I mean, he did it for like what, 60 years, 65, 70 years. 70 years. Like that, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it was a long time. I also didn't realize like how many other big-time moments he called outside of just Dodger baseball. 
Um, it's time for Dodger baseball. Um, mm. I mean, he he was on the call for the catch in the 49ers NFC Championship game. He, was he? Yeah, he was on the call for a number of great golf moments. Like I seeing all these videos shared, he was on the call for the the Joe Carter walk off in the World Series in '93. Um, like, and that he wasn't. That must have been a broadcast because he wasn't the one who called the game on TV. He called it on radio, on oh, well, national well, radio. radio. Yeah, 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 there's a call of it that's been circulating. Yeah. And then of course the famous the Kirk Gibson call, which I know well, that one. Yeah, Jack Buck is. Get, he gets the credit for the I don't believe what I just saw, but the Vince Scully call is is very famous as well. Um, I mean, just a, a legendary voice always seemed to be a guy that was impossible to dislike for clear reasons, and it was very very sad to lose him. Um, was where I mean, I, I didn't listen. I mean, I know, obviously I know Vince Scully's voice. I, I've listened to Vince Scully, but like, like, who was like with you growing up? Like, who was your favorite like radio guy, television vo- voice in general? You remember the most of kind of growing up, like Don Russell. Maybe <laughs> there wasn't a guy like that though. Like I didn't grow up listening to games on the radio. I grew up listening just uh, watching games on TV wherever they were. So it, it, in all honesty, it may have been like Don Russell or whoever was doing the games at the time. Paul Rogers probably is as close as it gets for me, just because when I did go to games, like you always listened to him, his post game, his pre game. Um, he was always on the call, and even if you weren't watching on TV, you found you heard Paul's voice in some way, yeah. shape, or form. And he's always been just so omnipresent when it comes to Louisville athletics my entire life. He probably would be would be my answer. Uh, I mean, I watched a lot of Braves baseball games growing up because they were always on TBS. Yeah. TBS. So I don't know, like you know, Chip Carey, I mean, Ron Carey. Yeah, Skip. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> yeah. Like there would have been. I mean, Harry Carey. I'm surprised you didn't mention him because of the same. I, like you know? I didn't watch that much. He was like watch- off air when I was like still a kid. Okay. Yeah. Like it was just yeah. It, like there there wasn't that type of voice for me. I don't, I don't know if this counts. But mine would be probably a lot, mostly your your NFL film voices, John Pacenda, Harry Callis, who did the. Who I, I, I I can probably I, I got to interview him, and unfortunately, it was like two months before he passed. The uh, the Phillies, former Phillies, and and voice, um, Mer, uh, Hodge, the the does the, the does the Eagles. I mean, those I used to listen because before you could watch, you know, NFL satellite, I would. You know, find ways to listen to the game on the radio via through them, whether it be online before I could get the visual. And then, but yeah, the 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 NFL films is probably what stuck out to me most. John Pacenda being the the big one. I can see that. Like I could just like I know that voice. I could listen to him like read off the ingredients of toilet paper and probably be like just fascinated. Yeah, I, I mean that's a, and you're definitely a bigger NFL guy than I am, so that makes sense. But he's. Like those videos, especially growing up in NFL films videos. I watched like, a lot of them growing up. They were so awesome to I can watch. See that. I mean, Texas, I'm surprised on three didn't drop Deuce Robinson just for the crystal ball. <laughs> also, how would they work out the baseball and football with him if he comes? I, I think you can do it. You could. He just wouldn't be probably able to participate in spring practice. That'd probably be it. Like he would, because the baseball season and you could do baseball and football together better than just about any other two sports. I mean, it's the only sport, two sports that has been played professionally by one person, right? Yeah, but at the college level, I, I know that you would – like, it wouldn't be ideal. I'm sure Scott Satterfield would love to have Deuce, like, in the year-round weight training programs and doing the – you know, going through spring practice. But if you wanted to do both, the football season, you know, best-case scenario, it ends early January. Football – baseball season gets going mid-February. He'd have a, a solid month and a half to practice with the team for baseball. Baseball season wraps up. Again, best-case scenario – early mid-June he'd be ready for the, the summer workouts and then certainly be ready for the start of fall camp so he would I mean it'd be tough on him but he could do both if he wanted to has anyone ever played two sports other than football and baseball professionally 
I'm sure they have. I mean, the only three names to come out are Sanders, Jordan, Brian Jordan, and and Bo Jackson. I mean, this is a, I'm sure it's an easy thing to look up, but but I mean, I don't think didn't Dave Winfield play all three? Well, he was drafted by all by in the first round of four major sports: baseball, basketball, football, and uh, what was the other one? Well, I guess it's because he got drafted. I think by two Jim Brown, rounds. Jim Thorpe. Those are the ones that always come up. Yeah, well, Brown. I don't know if there's a professional lacrosse league, but I think there was back in the could day. Could have been. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I guess I'm thinking like basketball and football or. Hockey. <laughs> I just played hockey and like basketball. <laughs> yeah, baseball and football these just because the the way the seasons the play seasons out. are done out. Yeah, and they, and they still overlap. We saw we've seen that issue. Come Danny out. Ainge, how about this? Played basketball for the Celtics and, and also played ba- Blue Jays. played baseball for the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, minor league. Yeah, there you go. Yep, I guess that that would be pretty close to. Yeah, you know, I you know what I did see. I was watching. I was randomly scrolling through the channels the other night, and it was like pro beach volleyball was on, and Chase Budinger was playing. He played, really? he played in the NBA for a That's while. That's right. He was like a, supposedly yeah. a big thing about him is he volleyball. Was a, he was a big volleyball guy coming out of high school, chose to give it up when he went to Arizona to play basketball. And then I, I guess after his basketball career ended, he just started playing. He's good enough to play pro beach volleyball. So You would think more basketball players would be better, would be good at volleyball, right? With the Will Chamberlain played volleyball. Will Chamberlain did everything. Well, yeah. And, I, and everything. Yeah. Did, <laughs> and I do mean everyone and everything. Um. I mean, the only other thing that – remember, and this isn't professionally, but Pat Connaughton, he was – well, he was playing basketball at Notre Dame, and now he plays in the NBA. He was pitching professionally for the like, – in the Orioles organization. Like, he – after college, thought he was going to be a pro baseball player, didn't pan out, and so he just started playing basketball, and now he's an NBA player. So yeah. So that, that kind of works, too. Um, well, was, what, was the, oh, what was the player, the uh, the other Notre Dame guy, that the, the pitch for the, the Cubs? The wide receiver. Yeah, uh, yeah, he played, he played wide uh, – yeah. I can't remember his name now. Uh, Samega or Samanka. Or Jeff something. Smarja. Smarja, yeah. Very good at both. But yeah. yeah, but he didn't play pro football. No, he didn't. No, you're right. He ended up being a, he was kind of a, kind of a bust. No, on the same line, but didn't play one of the sports, but maybe could. Charlie Ward, first round pick in the NBA was Osmond. Yeah, could have played both. Yeah. Uh, Texas Kyler Murray. Yeah, there you go. Murray. Eric Lindros. That's football, baseball. But what is Lind- Lindros barely played hockey? What else? He's, he's baseball. He should have gone to baseball. He should have played the yeah, he just, I mean, good Lord. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll get into this uh, this Calipari stuff. I want to talk a little bit more about this. Um, uh, oh, man. Not the hippo stuff, guys. We're not going to talk about the hippo stuff. Oh, come on. No more hippo talk? I want to talk a little bit more about this Patino stuff. We've got now a feud with the Courier-Journal going on. We'll talk, get into that. That was something that we missed yesterday because we were off the air. But before we take a break, reminding you guys, our friends over at Shady Rays, keeping you styling, keeping the sun out of your eyes all day long. You don't need them today because it's a little bit overcast, but the sun is coming back, and it's going to hit you hard when it does. Make sure your eyes are protected with the best sunglasses around from ShadyRays.com. Go to the website, pick out your favorite, then use the promo code BIGX when you check out. It's going to save you 15%. Uh, we love Shady Rays. We love ShadyRays.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back with hour number two of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Tell me, are you a bad fish too? Are you a bad fish too? Physically, it will be over in a minute if you 
Thursday, we're just doing TK, TK jams. Off the blind, though, baby. Off the blind, and then Hungry Younger Hippos mixed in there for good measure. Yeah, well, that was, that was <laughs> on a whim, yeah. You didn't, know, you didn't know that was Sublime? No, I knew this was Sublime. Well, no, I meant Hungry Hippos. Oh, the Hungry Younger Hippos. <laughs> did not know they did that. You know, I didn't realize I was watching King Hardly Wait last night. Nice. This song is what plays when uh, she's running around trying to find who Preston is. Is it? I never realized underneath. Yeah, I'm sitting there watching it, and this song's playing while... While Jason Siegel's like, he wears shirts. He's kind of so tall. He's kind of tall. He wears the shirt sometimes. <laughs> he's just, he's Preston, man. I do love how, like, you know, she gets breaks up with, is it Ted? Is that his name? What, what's the guy's name in the movie? I can't remember now. Um, I always want to call him Ted because he looks like Ted. not Ted. Because he looks like Ted from Hey Dude. Don't but it's not the same guy. Some guy in that room just <laughs> called him. <laughs> yeah. But I, love, but I love when everybody goes hits on her afterwards. And the stoner guy who does with the Jason Segel guy just walks up. He's like, "Oh, you're so can I see you naked?" (laughs) What is the main? What is the the guy? Segel's in the background going, "You want some watermelon?" (laughs) It's Mike Dexter. Yeah, Mike Dexter. Mike Dexter is (laughs) Coke. What's what's Gerald Gerald Connell shows up? What's his uh, trip? Trip Neely, man. Trip Neely. Trip McNeely. <laughs> Trip Neely. <laughs> See, I tried to get back with her. She's dating a pre-med. Yeah. They're all pre-med. <laughs> Trip McNeely. When he said that, I thought about sending that line to you. Just to see <laughs> I tried to go back with her, but she's pre-med. They're all pre-med. <laughs> Trip McNeely. You're a legend. Any advice? Yeah. We're, we're, we're flops in the shower. I got these wart things all over my feet. <laughs> oh, it's such a good movie. I miss it. <laughs> I missed that time period. Uh, it does. Yeah. All right, let's talk about this, uh, this John Calipari thing. So I, I I mentioned we've been too nice to John Calipari all week because he's been doing and well, we sometimes he deserves some niceness. To be fair, the, the nice things that he's done that he has done this week and in the last couple of weeks much much more important than what we're about to talk about. But I, I thought it was very cool during their fundraiser how he did the announced the home and home with Gonzaga. Right, he's like. You know, a special guest on the big screen, like, Mark, are you there? And brings on Mark Few, and they have the conversation. They announce that they're going to play uh, one another in, in a home-and-home back-to-back years. And today it gets announced that, and Calipari kind of confirms that there was this buzz out there that he did not want to play at Gonzaga's home arena, did not want to play at the Kennel, which is small. It's like a 6,000-seat arena. The fans are on top of you. It's a tough place to play for that reason. Well, I mean, let's be honest. When he first announced they're doing home-and-home, did you not, you were not, you had to be like me. You were like, he's really going to play at someone else's house? I was like, he must feel like this. It's a charitable thing. This, like, this is the only reason why he's going to do it. No, I, I just, I, I mean, even charity, like, even Cal will take charity so far. Like, there's no, I mean, he, like, you have a better chance than, like, he's like, him, him playing in someone else's house is like meeting a salad. He doesn't like doing like, it. He just refuses to do it. Does not like doing it. So, this game they announced today, and he even tweets it out there. He's like, playing in front of 13,000 crazy fans in Spokane Arena will be exact exciting, just like it will be in front of 22,000 fans in Rupp next year. He was hoping that he was gonna get to play the game in Lexington this past season and I think that the the give was we're not gonna play there this year but we ain't playing at the kennel which is a it's a tougher environment for UK to play in with 6,000 fans that cramp plays all on top of you than you know twice as many fans in a bigger arena so let me question so when they come here next year do they get to go to Freedom Hall and play instead of Rupp Arena would be nice yeah let's let's play in Memorial Coliseum what goes around comes around right Cal oh oh you're telling me it's oh, oh, this is Indiana all over again. It's annoying dude. as a like, as a because as a general general college basketball fan, 
I'm excited about this. I think it's very cool that Kentucky's going to go out there and play. I think it's very mm-hmm. cool that, that we're going to see two of the highest-profile programs in the country right now play in a non-conference, a true non-conference home-and-home series in back-to-back years. But when I think in Zaga basketball, I think the kennel. I, I think the fan base, the dog pound being on top of you, I think that small arena, it's it's part of the charm. It reminds me of watching 1 a.m. games on ESPN2 Wednesday nights in the winter. Watching Randy, what's the St. Mary's coach get red in the face because he can't Randy win. Bennett, yeah. Randy Bennett. Watching Randy Bennett just get frustrated because he can't finally win. Pretty much. <laughs> watching Omar Samhan just trying to fight everybody in the yeah. kennel. Like, that's what you think of when you think of Gonzaga basketball. Um, I remember that. I used to, <laughs> every time after that happened, I'd be like, every time I'd seem like, I'd whistle Omar coming from the wire. <laughs> so my mind would be in. Now, a stat that I hadn't seen, and it surprised me a little bit, I guess just because he's always beating Louisville, regardless of where they're playing. <laughs> but in the last 10 years, that aside, yeah. in the last 10 years, so from the 2012-13 season up until now, Cal has played 14 true non-conference road games. Only 14. He's 4-10 and 10 in those games. And when's, how long has that span? The last 10 years. I'm amazed he's played 14 in 10 years. Well, a lot of them well, How many been, are Louisville? Well, he's played, I think, well, what, 14 three? Well, 14 be 7. Then. Or no, 10. Because we had the year off. Yeah, that's right. So it'd be... Well, and he's lost two of those. Like, he lost that season two years in 2012-13, and then he lost a couple of years ago. Um, but he... Well, he hasn't won since, you know, the pandemic. Or since, pre-pandemic, the last yeah. time they beat us. And that was in Rupp Arena. But all of those games were against Power 5 schools, and five of them were part of those conference partnering sponsorships, like the SEC Big 12 Challenge, all that stuff. Like, So he had no control over those scheduled like where they are and how they're being played. Yeah. And UofL kind of is a deal also where he has no control over. And again, he doesn't care about playing Louisville wherever because he's owned us. I, I fully understand that. But it just, it's, as a, again, as a general college basketball fan, I don't mean this to come off as particularly, I guess, pointed at Cal because Krzyzewski certainly did this as well. It sucks that more coaches aren't open to playing true road games especially at the the five biggest programs in America. Because what do you like I, I get nobody wants to lose a game in November. Nobody wants to hear it from their fan base, especially when they have super annoying fan bases. But at the same time, if you lose to Gonzaga on November 20th in the kennel, it doesn't the great thing about college basketball is it doesn't wreck your season. It maybe makes it I don't know, slightly less likely that you're the number 1 overall seed, but if you take care of business in the subsequent 4 months, you're going to be fine. You're going to have a shot to be a number one seed. You're going to have a shot to get the best draw possible. You're going to have a shot to win a national title. It's not a end-all, be-all. It's not like college football. We're playing one of these games. And the, the irony of all ironies is college football power programs seem far more willing to play these types of games uh, in true home-and-home environments than college basketball coaches do. But in, in college football, you lose that game first week of the season, there's a chance that, that could derail any shot you had at making the college football playoff and winning a national title. Basketball, you know you're fine. I just don't understand the reluctance to play these types of games when it's good for the school. I get the allure of these high-money showcase series like the CBS one where they're playing in New Orleans and they're playing in New York and they're playing in Chicago and it's like neutral courts, but the environments suck. Like when I'm watching from home, if I'm watching UK Carolina, I want a raucous environment at the Dean Dome. I want a raucous environment at Rupp Arena. I don't want like mild applause at Madison Square Garden. I'm fine with that for these tournaments, but for these like these actual just single games, I don't understand the appeal of playing them at a neutral site. I get it for recruiting. I get Cal wants to make it. He wants to be well, up in New I, York I, sometimes. I don't know if as much recruiting is also. I think as Cal has, has, has publicly said before, like he doesn't. He only does once the neutral games because the tournaments in neutral atmospheres. But come on, or you know, expo- supposedly neutral atmospheres. Then I mean. play what? Well, do, do what everybody does. Play one one MTE a year, a multi team event at a neutral floor. You get three games there, 
and then play at least a couple of high-profile non-conference games on the road. And I get that Louisville's not immune here this year. Like, like Louisville, under Rick Pitino, was hesitant to play a lot of those games sometimes. Like, we've played a, a bunch of neutral floor showcase games. We played that Minnesota game that um, was supposed to be in an aircraft carrier and ended up being in an Air Force base. Like, we, we've we done that. But like, I, I just... Didn't it's Maryland better for Michigan the sport. State playing on the aircraft carrier, I think? Well, it's coming back this year. I can't remember who's doing it, but they, they brought it back after... Because it worked so well the first year, Michigan State played, I think, North UCLA or North Carolina. I thought it was Maryland for some reason. It wasn't Maryland. Nobody okay. cares about Maryland. Uh, but <laughs> it worked well the first time. Nobody cares about Michigan State, but I mean. <laughs> yeah. And then the second year, they had all these different games scheduled, and like three of them got canceled because the like like rained. Yeah, it was like humidity like yeah. caused the the floor to be too wet or one something. One of them got yeah. canceled at halftime, and I think the, yeah. one of them got played, and so then they just scrapped them all. They're, they're coming back this year. They're doing one. But like stuff like that's fine. I get it. But – What's going to really bring in fans in November and December when it's the hardest for football people to pay any attention to college basketball is big time environments featuring big time programs, and you only get that with home and homes. And plus, it's better for the fans. Like it's be- you get the students engaged, you get everybody engaged. It just it's a better feeling. It's it's fun, more fun to watch. And I hate this has become a thing in college basketball where yeah we're getting Duke versus UK, but it's in front of seven thousand people in Chicago, or it's you know <laughs> it's just like like. Play on each other's courts. It's just annoying. I agree. I, and I get, I, I respect Cal for doing it, for going to Gonzaga, but play the damn game at the camp. Well, I won't respect him that much because he's not even going to go and play in their own, on their home. He was just like, he like acted like he was tough and then he's like, then snuck it in going, oh, by the way, we're just going to play a neutral site. It is kind I mean, of like. Was, was just because he's decided to go out north. I mean, does that mean, no, I mean, go, go to the camp. And I seriously hope, I really hope Mark P like just refuses to go to Rupp Arena. That'd be hilarious. I mean, he should. It is sort of like. You know, you're going to Italy. Like, I want to get a taste of like real Italian food, and then you just get Papa John's while you're over there. Like, classic. It's Michael Scott going to Sabaro. This is me. I'm gonna right? get, it's you doing Louisville Burger Week. <laughs> Louisville Burger Week, baby. Let's go to Outback. Close like, it out with a Domino's burger. You're pizza. not getting like. I'll, let's get the Gonzaga experience. Let's play them there. But you're not really doing that. I had Dave and Buster's burger last night. Just because you're in Spokane <laughs> doesn't mean that you're getting the true Gonzaga road game experience if you're not playing at the kennel. And just because you're saying it's you're eating a burger, doesn't mean you're getting the true Louisville Burger Week experience <laughs> if you're getting it from IHOP. Well, what's what's wrong with IHOP, Trevor? What? <laughs> for the record, and for those that are asking, I never actually did IHOP. That oh, that's week. right. You forgot you scrapped IHOP. Yeah, I scrapped IHOP. I have. I do have a I draw a line. There's dignity somewhere in there. Texas. I hope to God they play at Freedom Hall or Memorial. Are you serious? LOL. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't care where they play, but Mark P should refuse to play at Rupp. It'd be funny if he did. And then Cal probably be like, "Well, we played at your place. You're being unfair." Is he being more of a baby here or more of a baby when he refuses to play at Indiana? Oh, I mean, well, you hate the Indiana. Both require him wearing a huge diaper. I mean, he refuses to play Indiana because he won't play there because, well, I mean, we see he sucks playing true road games. I just don't understand like he, why he, he cares he that much. He can't handle pressure. Like, why does he care that much? Like, if you lose a game, whatever, like, it's, you're you're gonna be fine. Like, they lose. Everybody loses games in college basketball early in the season, even the best teams. I don't understand this. The fan base would like it more. It's a high-stakes game. I guess maybe he's just sick of the the criticism. Maybe that's what it is. I just don't think, yeah, and he just he can't take it from his own fan base, so he doesn't want to take it from a home crowd. He doesn't like the fans. I mean, he's done, I mean, yeah, he just doesn't like people. That's why he does all the charity work to, to cover up the fact he hates people in real life. Texas says, oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> we get a call from Bisner saying, dude, what are you doing? Texas says, Denny Crum and Dan Campbell will play you anytime, anywhere. Well, Dan Campbell has no control over his schedule, but I think he probably he would be that type of guy. He's like, yeah, we'll play the, 
we'll play the damn Patriots on a, a snowstorm in August if it's happening. Like, well, Dan, you don't really control that. But that's <laughs> Texas is going back to the pro athletes. Chris Hogan retired from football and now plays pro lacrosse. Okay. Did not know that. <laughs> I, got t- I did get a text about that, too. I was like, okay. Texas, shame on you, Trevor. Danny Ainge, not just minor league. He actually played 211 games for your Blue Jays. He didn't play in the, he didn't play in the other I told you he did. I thought he just played in the minor league system. He played for the Blue Jays. Oh, well, that was – I mean, let's be fair. That was, what, 1982? The Blue Jays were only in their fifth year of existence. So, I mean, they were still a young team. Texas, can we publicly address the horrible design of Trinity's new football field? I would love to. Is it? Did they – I saw pictures today. It's – it doesn't look good. I'll show you during the break so I can get your thoughts. I, I, I can probably find them here. Like I know that Trinity spent a ton of money on the new video screen. They did a bunch of revamps of the football stadium. But the big thing was the – it reminds me of Friday Night Lights episode. Like, Jumbotron, Jumbotron, Jumbotron. Like, they, they got the new big screen. But here's – okay, I pulled it up. Here's the midfield logo now. It's just a circle. It's just a circle with Trinity written on the getting circle. Are they getting tired of getting sued for like by like NFL Tennessee? teams and things? The block to get midfield, I thought was nice, and then also the the end zones have. They used to always say like tri- like rocks and on and one end in okay. big letters. Now it's like on one end you've got of the end zone you've got a like a T, and the other end you've got like the shamrock. And are they still, are they still a they, giant middle space. They in the still middle. have the, the, the stupid logo on the helmet. The tea? Yeah, well, no, it's the hand holding a mushroom or something. Oh, the with the, the creed on there, yeah. I mean, the dumbest it's changed thing a little bit now. Seen. I liked it back then. I grew up with it, so I liked I it. I guess. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, why is it a hand holding a mushroom? It does look weird. I was like, why don't they just put a T on the helmet? It, doesn't that make just a lot of more sense? But to answer your question, Texture, I have seen it. It doesn't look good. I, I don't know if it's done. I'm hoping that that's not a finished product. Hopefully, like, they still like this. It's just a glimpse at what they're working on, but it doesn't look great right now. Texas says, uh, let, let Kentucky play Gonzaga at Louisville Gardens. <laughs> Clean it out. They're not doing anything there. Take him to Henry Clay's gym. <laughs> it was a great spot for seventh region tournaments back in the day. It was a great. I graduated at Louisville Gardens. Our graduation ceremony was there. I don't know if we've really? done anything there since, but let's let Gonzaga come in there. I saw a bunch of wrestling there. Great as well. I still miss Cal blaming his schedule being too hard rather than admitting his team stinks a couple of years ago. Yeah, he, he held on to that for a long time. Which was that the... Uh, the that thir- was the 9-16 and 16 team. Where he was like, Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I learned my lesson. Never scheduling this tough again. I'm like, dude, you can't beat anybody. Like, you couldn't... Be- like, <laughs> come on. You couldn't beat us. We were needing to make the tournament. Texas, I missed the last 45 minutes on the phone call. I guess I'm going to need to listen to the pod to hear the PayPal Cal slander. Yeah, that's fine. Texas, what if Mark Few is like, we'll play in Lexington, but it's Lexington Catholic? <laughs> I don't think you should have to play in Lexington. Like, well, where are they moving this game? Well, they said to another arena. They're staying in at least Spokane, right? Yeah, it's the Spokane Arena, whatever. That, it's, the YMCA? It's like twice as big. I mean, how many, how many arenas do they have in Spokane? Oh, I guess well, I didn't know where they're talking Because very rarely does WWE go out to Washington. It's, that's probably the arena they play in the Spokane. Like a they dome. should. Yeah, it's, like a, it's not a dome, but it's, I, I know what you're talking about. I mean, I just uh, Texas clear ass full hearts. Say what? Have you you never watched Friday Night Lights? Have you? The TV show? The TV no. show? No, you I only watched. The, like I read that. the book and I've seen the movie. It's that's the extent of what I need. Texture says, uh, "This is a Kersey text." Plummy bro, Kersey text. Oh, Plummy bro, the teacher. The month of August was the month of absolutely awful vibes. When dreading for school to start, it was not. It was totally considered the Sunday of a weekend. Uh, do not miss that whatsoever. I agree He's with that. He's a teacher too. So. 
Yeah, it's the August was just you had the the fear. You definitely had the Sunday scaries all August because school was starting. Is the school school starts next week, right? Uh, a couple weeks. Depends on what I mean. Depends on where you go. For some people, it started this week. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, because I think my mom had to go out to mail for like signups or something this week. Guys, it's earlier. I've said this before. I'll say it again. It should be Labor Day to Memorial Day. Make it simple. None of this starting like August first. It's annoying. <laughs> August should not be a school month. I need I need to know I need to I need a heads up because I, I live right next to Westport Middle and and it causes traffic when I leave. I so didn't I need, want to know why you. I was worried about where that was going. I need. <laughs> I need the heads up. Like, yeah. oh, no. Not allowed to be within five hundred yards of a school when they're in session. Oh. Uh, <laughs> or Chuck E. Cheese. The uh, no because it, it can cause some traffic and I need to you know make sure I I leave a little earlier because I don't want to be late for the show. Oh, that's right. I've been I've been informed by uh, by a young uh, pup that is still in school August tenth everywhere. August tenth everywhere. So that's well, next it's not week. my my kids' school, but the kids aren't even in school. They're preschool. That's, that's, that's not school. They follow the JCBS schedule or the. It's the in the it's in the schedule. name. It's preschool, so therefore it's not school. It's still school. No pregame is and not. Catholic school doesn't start next pregame week. isn't the game. No, but it's still it's still school. <laughs> it's just a different kind of school. It's like college is still school. It's just a different kind of school. Yeah, but you don't go to pre-college. Well, in everything pre-college. <laughs> yeah, you don't get credit for it. Like, you don't get credit for preschool. You get credit for high school. You can't go to college without going, graduating high school. No, you can go. Well, I guess you can. But you, go to, you can go to college. Well, yeah, 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 you can. <laughs> I mean, but Not easily. <laughs> well, some schools, as long as you're check clear, they don't care what kind of diploma you had before you got there. Texas says Brooke Gray Western, from ba- you're one of them, baby. <laughs> Texas says Brooke Gray from Ballard just committed to U of L today. She led Ballard to a 39 and 0 season in a state championship. She was Kentucky and a female high school athlete of the year. She is 27 and 0 as a pitcher in her career. Big time get for U of L so softball. Nice. We needed a big time get. Softball has kind of it's been one of those sports that was very very good for a while, and then kind of recently has not been great. I know we hired. This you love this because you hate Vince Tyree hires. <laughs> Vince Tyree hired Holly April from Pitt. After she was the ACC coach of the year, and she is—I don't think that they've made the NCAA tournament since she got here. And UFL softball was really good; like we were number one seed not that long ago, and uh, has not been great. So, capitalizing on a you know, high school team locally that was one of the best in the country is a, a big time deal. So, a brilliant decision by the uh, the businessman extraordinary himself, Brooke Gray, going to be a Cardinal, big time. I saw that our like our our primary pitcher this past year chose to use her. Uh, her last name's Roby. I can't remember her first name. Chose to use her extra year of eligibility from the COVID thing to come back for one more season. So softball, looking up. Would you have done that? Like some kids had that option to do in high school. I, I was surprised. I was shocked that I like some people did. I was shocked anybody did. I mean, I I don't know. May I mean maybe I guess if I'd been more popular and cool in high school, maybe doing another year would have no, been. No, because then you lose the popularity. Because then you're like, uh, I mean, you're like. Ben Stiller from or Ben uh Ben Affleck, Affleck from from uh, uh, can, Days you, and Confused. Can you do that? Is this legal? He's going for it two years in a row. <laughs> he ran over a pizza and made a freshman eat it. It's not legal, right? You can't stay in high school forever. <laughs> you can't do it. But I mean, you're not forever. But you're for one year. I mean, if if I wasn't going to go to college and like, I don't know, thought maybe I had a career as a athlete, then maybe. But no. Well, even if you don't have a career as an athlete, what if you're just like, uh, I mean, Why you would know, you want to go to high school for another year. I, I'm I'm honestly with you, but you know, I mean, I didn't even want to stay the four years I was supposed to. So I mean, who am I? Really Nor did to? you? Yeah, exactly. So who am I to judge? But like, if I was like, you know, if I was Mike Dexter, you know, before he broke up with with uh, Amanda Beckett, Amanda Beckett, you know, I could see being like, you know, I'm not breaking up with Amanda, but you know, I'll stay here for one more year. 
I mean, what if you're what if you're Ferris Bueller and you stay with Manny Sloan was a junior anyway? Can't go home again. You can't. You, it'll never be the same. First of all, that's not true. J- Jeff, don't don't listen to a word he's saying. You can't come home again. I promise. Uh, but no, nah, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the situation. Like, but no. like for me, I wouldn't have done it. But in certain certain situations, I could see doing it. Like the people who I saw, like Dugan's son did it. What do you mean? His oldest Trey, he stayed one more year. Extra year of high school? Yeah. I just don't know why you would. I mean, but he's, you know, he plays football. He's popular. I mean, I told you the only time I've ever been to a cool kid high school party was his. Uh, not on purpose, but, you know. Yeah, wait, you shouldn't tell that story. <laughs> Out of context, we were like, what the hell is he talking yeah. about? I, I mean, because <laughs> Kentucky did make it a rule. The, the vast majority of people who I saw did take advantage of it were kids from out kind of in the state, like kids who weren't going to go to college anyway and who were like, you know, I like playing sports. I'm going to play an extra year of sports. Lo- year of lunch again. Why not? Yeah, like, like let's, let's prolong the real world for as long as possible, uh, understandably so. But, like, for me, like, I mean, like, like all my friends went to college after high school. Like, it would have just been – I would have felt too weird. There was no part but of it. But if, what if that wasn't your – was that wasn't the situation. You're a loner. You're kind of – or maybe you're just kind of popular, but you're – I don't know. I just I, – I could see it from both sides. My own personal experience, no, but no, I, I can't. It's just it wouldn't. No, even if like you were the the king of high school, if you come back for an extra year, you lose that title. You don't you don't get to keep it for another you don't year. There's a natural. Why do you lose that title? Because you're a loser if you stay back for another year. If you're like 19 and like you're trying to like stay in high school forever. Well, you're not the only one staying behind. It's the same reason if you like if you are in college, like in your seventh year, like if you're Van Wilder. There's no real Van Wilder. I was like, Van Wilder wasn't a loser. He was cool. He's, Van Wilder wasn't a real person. If you're in college, like in your seventh year, because you're afraid to, to move on from college, like at some point you start to lose the coolness. Like the 20, I don't know, twenty-five year olds don't dominate college unless they're Mark Vassett. And if you let him punt Aussie style, I disagree. I was twenty-five as a freshman. I dominated college. Did you though? No. 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 Yeah, I don't. I don't think you did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they wanted to put me in a freshman dorm. I'm like. What kind of statutory charges are you trying to put on me here? Yeah, are you seriously going to put me in a freshman dorm? Would have been a bad choice. They're, they're like, well, you have to. I was like, no. I was like, like unless you have a kid. I'm like, I, I'm like, but I'm 25. Like, oh, like they were like shocked. They're like, you think anybody all that old freshman? <laughs> <laughs> like, Never mind, you're clear. They're like the other rule is over 21. I'm like, well, I'm past that. Like, would you not like? Well, we didn't think anybody over 21 actually applied. We just threw that in there for bleeps and giggles. You mentioned uh, Jeff Brown passing, by the way. I don't know if you saw this. Sporting News came out with their their last, I guess, preseason bowl projections. Louisville, Purdue, Pinstripe Bowl. Oh, spicy, spicy. Ooh, that's, that's too spicy for the pepper. No, <laughs> things just got too spicy for the pepper. <laughs> you like that little bowl. Yeah. Uh, in New York, on top of it, Yankee Stadium. When I think Brom Satterfield, I think Big Apple. I think well, it should be in California, right? I mean, well, if he's in California, we win, we win by fifty. If, I mean, if, if Sat if Sat doesn't do everything he can to get a California-based bowl this year, I mean, come on, Rose Bowl. I mean, he's got to go out west, right? <laughs> now I'm just picturing <laughs> Sat the Rose Bowl, like again, like just the year of just Satterfield doing things that you never thought were possible, like Louisville in the Rose Bowl would be the perfect conclusion. I mean. <laughs> Just, is the Rose Bowl part of the playoff this year, though? I have no idea. Is that, I mean, is that the, that's the only way we can get the playoff. in, right? Why yeah. not? Let's make the playoff. Because the Rose Bowl, there's no other. Does the Rose Bowl still do connections between Pac-12 and Big Ten? I guess like the last year now. Is this the last time? I mean, I don't even. I, honestly, I've got no idea. Yeah, I, I thought they've given that Cosh up. Bowl, it's over. It's done. It's the the Cosh Bowl we knew is is done. It's a complete just 
freak show uh, of form of what we grew up with, and yeah, that's the way it's going to be now. Welcome to what we like to call the freak show. Texas says, speaking of Louisville Gardens, did you know there was a team called the Louisville Catbirds that played there for two seasons in 1983 to 85? We probably brought that up at some point when you looked up the history of Louisville Gardens on a show. Probably did, yeah. Louisville Catbirds, what sport would that be, though? I'd forgotten. I believe basketball. Basketball? Yeah. Texas says, did Trevor's stance on Cal not wanting to play in Gonzaga's home arena completely change as he recognized that they're going to play where WWE visits go when in Spokane? No, it didn't change at all. It just made me – because I couldn't remember there was actually another arena in Spokane. But it did kind of – the way that your thought, your mind was working when you were saying that, it did kind of make it seem that way. You're like, oh, I guess they do take, They do have some WWF events come up there. Yeah, but they are few and far between too. Right. In but, fact, actually when they – that Spokane is where they tried to do the – when when they bought WCW and they were they – were, they thought they'd maybe do a, a separate WCW brand. They were like, hey, let's test this out in Spokane, you know, because that's WCW country if I've ever heard it. It bombed. WCW bombed, and it was the death of it. Texas, isn't it possible that Gonzaga moved the game to a bigger arena to bring in more ticket revenue? No. I mean, it was possible, except for the fact that it was being reported the last couple of days that, or I guess last night, that Mark View was trying to push to get the game at the kennel. Kentucky didn't want to play it at the kennel. And then Calipari comes out with a tweet saying, like, it's going to be great at Spokane Arena. And, like, you're like, well, clearly. I mean, if that, if that was if that, that was Pew's, if it was Pew was, it was his mindset, they would have announced it initially from there. Yeah. They wouldn't have been, like, later on. Yeah. Texas, shouldn't you have played the DJ Wagner update intro ma- music when giving us the new director of ops general manager, Justin Perez, was announced? We haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, don't get ahead of your horse. Don't put the... Put the cart before the horse there, buddy. Texas says Trevor would have been Eddie. Eddie. Eddie Munson? <laughs> from, from Stranger Things? He kind of <laughs> would have been. He was in high school for like six years, right? Yeah, he was. That's what I said. You like Eddie a lot. I mean, <laughs> Eddie's a cool dude. Yeah. Texas Van Wilder's Burt Kreischer. That's who his character is based off of. Texas says Van Wilder was based off of Burt Kreischer. Am I supposed to know who Burt Kreischer is? Why is the text line acting like I should know who that person is? I googled it. I've never heard of him. He's an American stand-up comedian. Okay. Did he go to college for eight years? Apparently. I mean, He didn't look cool. (laughs) He's not as cool as Van Wilder, right? Burt, I mean, he's he's shirtless in a lot of these pics, and he is overweight. I mean, Van Wilder got to hook up with Tara Reid, thinking who he hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Texas says DeAndre Williams of Memphis State is 26 year old and still in college. Well, my favorite. You don't want to be that guy. Do you remember what was the guy that played at George? Well, we, we've talked about the Hammer who was older at Louisville, Robert McCune. Yeah, but what was the guy? I remember there's the, the George Mason had a center one year. He was like 29, and he was uh, they 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 gave Maryland all they wanted in the first round. They ended up losing, but he was uh, he'd been military. I remember he was he was a senior, but he was like he was in his like mid to late 20s. I mean, you talk about, I mean, just, he looked like a man amongst boys. Like, kind of like how Robert McCune was, because he was older, too. He was in his mid to late 20s when he was a senior at Louisville because of his time in the military. I love how every story that you remember is, like, from the late 90s. Because like, like, when most people think George Mason, they think about, like, no, four no, running I, afterwards. I, I think of this. this I just looked it up. Yeah, 28-year-old George Evans, who was a yeah. uh, 28 Gulf War veteran in 1999. On that team, had a good probably had a pretty good game against them. If I remember right, they gave they didn't beat Maryland, but they gave them all they wanted. Almost, you know, averaged eighteen point one points and eight point two rebounds per game. Yeah, he was a little smaller too, if I remember right. He's like six seven, six eight, maybe. He was, um, yeah, six seven. <laughs> the things that you remember from the late night. If you had just <laughs> if you just stayed on the grid for a few more years, your memory would have been incredible. 
Well, you know, that's 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 when you only got five or six years of, 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 of debris done to your brain. Now I'm now I'm at the twenty something year mark, almost thirty year mark. <laughs> looks kinda like that scene in the opening of Gardens of the Galaxy when he's walking around. There's nothing there. It's kinda what the inside of my memory looks like. Texas says, listen to Burt Kreischer's story about the machine. Y'all would probably like it. Okay. <laughs> so my text said, they said, Bobby Boucher was 31 when he led the Mud Dogs True. to a ball game. <laughs> Texas says, Burt Kreischer uh, sold out you, Red Rocks last year. I mean, okay. There you go. Texas says, Max Duffy, UK's Ray Guy punter award winner from 2019, just turned 34. No, he's no way he's 34. Really? He was up there. He was in his 20, late 20s. You never see. When's, I mean, other than Scott Bakula, has there ever been a like, like a college ball player over 30? Like you've Chris seen, Winky was close. He was like he 28. Was, he was I like think. 20. Yeah, you see some late 20s. Like Winky and uh, even your, your boy who, uh, well, no, I was going to say it took Tom Brady's job, but that was Stanton. I was say Drew Henson was another one that was, was older because he played baseball and came back. But I don't think anyone. I don't think you've ever had a college athlete over thirty years old. I mean, that's just. I bet you have. Now you've had it in high school basketball in Texas, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I don't think you've had it in the clear. You got that? You like the reference there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't think you've had it. In, I don't think in college sports we've had over a thirty-year-old. Yeah, you have. I just quick search shows. Okay, well, it was several punters. Uh, LSU's punter a few years ago, Zach von Rosenberg, was thirty-two. No, he was thirty-two. Yep. I remember the guy because I remember the name. It's hard. That's a name that doesn't really, you know, you don't hear too often. Uh, let's see. Are these all special teams guys? I would, looks like mostly. The oldest college football player for this coming season is um, Alan Moore. Well, no, hold on. Alan Moore was the oldest college football player ever. He was 61. Wait, wait what? Faulkner University. <laughs> In 1961? Yeah. <laughs> or was he 61? He was 61. <laughs> I mean, you talk about Van Wilder being a nerd. Joe Thomas Sr. played football for NC State uh, at 55 years old. Does this say when? 2016. No. Tom. He must have been just some, like, honorary player. Tim Frimsby uh, was a 39-year-old who played for South Carolina in 2004. Army Ranger. Did, oh, no played wide is. receiver for South Carolina until 2005. They probably they couldn't have been. They must just not have played though. They were just on the roster. But uh, let's see, because the, the, the NC State guy that sounds like a publicity stunt. Probably James Stefano was Colorado's kicker in 2017 at the age of 32. I mean yeah. kickers. I guess I can see kickers and punters to a degree. Texas J.R. Smith playing college golf right now. <laughs> so he's in his 30. He's in his close to 40, isn't he? He's got to be. He's got to be getting up there. He's probably because he, I think he's like my age. Okay, I mean that sounds about right. He is thirty six. Thirty six. Okay. Uh, he's Tex playing at like A and T, right? Yes. Okay. Parting with J.R. Smith the night before the national championship game was incredible. <laughs> and Chris, to a lesser extent. Love you, Chris, but it was all about Jr. Texas says Max uh, Gonzaga should retire. Kyle Wilch Kyle Wilcher's number at halftime of the Kentucky game. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> Texas Burt Kreischer actually played the Yum Center a few weeks ago. How did, blind spot for both of us. Dude, we have no idea who this guy is. Never heard of this guy, and apparently he's the most famous comedian since like George Carlin. Apparently, Texas says, um, "Is it unfair that BYU gets to use a Mormon redshirt so grown men can play?" I always thought that, that would be, but I thought, well, because I guess because Sean Bradley was probably I guess a little older when he came back from his mission. I mean, it's like, half the teams they do that. Yeah, I always thought that would be so frustrating as like UCL uh, BYU's basketball coach is 
But they only go for two years. Yeah, but like this guy's getting it. He's having a breakout sophomore season, then bam, he's gone for two years. That'd be tough. It'd be frustrating. Well, they don't all do that, though. But a lot of them do. I mean, some of them just have sex with their girlfriend and get kicked off the team. Well, Brandon Davies had relations. <laughs> what if Jim were screwing? Shout out to Wale. Texter says, if these dudes are playing college football, then TK can pull vault. I mean, I don't think about Bob Davies or Brandon Davies always baffled me. It was like, you're about the same school that's had like now with Zach Wilson and Jim McMahon at one point. And also, like, they, you're telling me those guys weren't getting laid in, in college. And they're like the cheapest. Like, like, when you watch BYU play sports, like the cheapest program of all time, like crotch shots, like just they're dirty. <laughs> they had that huge bowl game brawl afterwards a few years ago, I think, with Memphis, which, you know, I get it. Everybody fights the Memphis. You're going to do what you got to do. But yeah, like, I mean, that's probably a little bit to blame on Memphis. You don't right exactly now. see them as the bastions of integrity when you're watching BYU athletics. But especially in football, I mean, they've had a reputation of having some. I mean, I'm saying. Steve Young, maybe not so much, but. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, you know, call, like calling your shot, like saying we can't play on Sundays in the NCAA tournament. We, like rearranging the entire bracket for BYU. Come on. I mean, we all know Ty Detmer was a known playboy off the, off the field. Hey. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> I mean, God, yeah. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Kedrick Tembo, who is the director of the LordsKitchen.com, and talk about their Eastern Kentucky flood release. We'll also give you a couple of links and a couple of phone numbers that will let you know how you can get involved if you want to help out. We'll do that after the break here. It's the Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. It continues next on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. And that's that loving sound I went on And the girl caressed me down And that's that loving sound When I kiss next Because he's dropping, dropping, dropping science Dropping history with a whole leap of style And intelligence, yes I know and I know because of KRS-One. Yeah, and I know. Welcome back in. Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show rolling on here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. You know it better. It's the Big X. We're joined in here. Now we got Troy Miles. Uh, we talk about him often. He, uh, our, the big boss around here, the head honcho, recently bounced a pitch at Slugger Field. Uh, that's okay, though. We don't need to bring that up. Troy, how are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> I mean, straight thrown out of the bus as soon as I hit the seat. Listen, that was a strike. It was that online. Was, that was, online, was a strike, and uh, Buddy Bat just needed to reach a little bit further. Well, you know, so make, I'm blaming the bat. Do you think you're not, throwing a pitching kickball there? Or? <laughs> he's trying to make him work. He's just he's doing what he's got to do. It's, it's no problem. Just reach a little bit further there, Mr. Bat. <laughs> we're also joined on the line by Kedrick Tembo, the director of the Lord's Kitchen. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about these Eastern Kentucky flood reliefs that have been going on all week. A lot of big things happening around here. Uh, Kedrick, welcome into the show. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Uh, we've been talking. I know Troy has been talking about the efforts around here. Uh, we wanted to, to pick your brain a little bit. Everybody wants to help out uh, with the, the victims of the Eastern Kentucky flooding right now. There's been a, a large statewide effort. I just wanted to, to give you a chance a little bit to talk about what you guys have been doing over at the Lord's Kitchen. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for, you know, to all listeners and those that are willing to help. Well, we took a truck. And we have a mobile truck. It, it's a kitchen. It's a, it's a mobile kitchen truck. So we can cook there. We can cook hot meals. So we moved around. Uh, the first place we went to was at the hospital. There we cooked over 400. Uh, we served over 400 meals. And we fed to the medical team and uh, some patients and just some people that, um, 
you know, wanted a hot meal. Because everything, almost everything, was destroyed. Some people lost everything. And then for some people, you know, they can't even have a hot meal. There are other groups that are giving, like sack lunches, but when it comes to a hot meal, we are the ones that are there to do it. You know, I'm sure there are some other people doing it other places, but yes, that's what we're doing. So we gave hot meals, and we also gave uh, pepper towels, toilet paper, and anything that we can think of hygiene-wise, we, we gave it all. And, and I know people are paying attention to the news, and, and I'm sure they're seeing you know, people talking about the, the death counts and the devastation. This is something that's going to be, it's not just a, a temporary thing. You can't just have week-long drives. These people are going to need help uh, from people like yourself in the Lord's Kitchen for a long, long time, I would assume, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, it, the damage itself, it's not, it's not a one-week deal. And I know right now it's in the news and everybody's talking about it, but in the next one week, it won't be in the news anymore because it won't be news mm-hmm. at all. But people are still there. People are still suffering. So our plan is to keep sending another team there. Of course, you cannot have the same people. So we'll send another team, uh, most likely Monday, Tuesday, another team will go there and stay maybe two, three days, and then another team will go there. So we'll keep sending people there so that um, we, can, we can help them. You know, looking at it, seeing it on the news is one thing, but looking at it with your, with your eyes, it's another thing. You know, it brings tears inside you where you just, you know, cry and you, you wish there was more you can do. Yes. What kind of stories can you tell us? I mean, interacting with the people down there, what have you heard? What's the most common refrain that you've heard from just, just talking to these people and what they've been dealing with for the last uh, you know, week and a half or so? Yeah, there was, there was one gentleman. Uh, they, you know, be, between the main street and his house, there's a bridge. That bridge was like six feet concrete. That rain washed that bridge away. So for him to go to work, he can't go to work. You can't drive to work. So he would drive close to the bridge, and then he would carry his wife across the, the bridge. Like, you know, there's some place where he can uh, walk. It's not even safe, but people have to do what they can do. And then there are stories where somebody... They woke up and they can't find their kids. You know, stuff like that. Some other guy, some other lady, they cannot find their mother. You know, things that, there's no fix for that. Like, you can't do anything. You cannot tell them anything. Rather than just hug them and pray with them and listen to them cry. You know, so... We prayed with them and some other people. I asked this older lady. Our house was surrounded by the water. You know, we asked if she needed anything. She said, no, I have stuff in the house, but I can't go anywhere. So we went there and prayed with her. And then I asked her if, if it was okay for me to hug her. And I went and I just hugged and she just cried over my shoulder. Yes. Like, we just have to do what you have to do as human beings. 
And now, uh, Troy, you know, general manager here at Word Media Group, I, I know speaking of doing what you got to do, you guys have been raising money at WJIE. You've been doing stuff all week long. I want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about those efforts because I know we've had you know, some big days. A lot of people have been going above and beyond to help out in recent weeks. Yeah, so yesterday we got on the air to start raising some money there. We've actually reached over $20,000 from yesterday afternoon through this point now that's been raised for the Lord's Kitchen. We've been directing the uh, listeners. You can go to the Lord's Kitchen dot com there's a link on there for disaster relief and you can donate directly there uh you can go to of course wjie's website but we are actually in the studios answering phones so if you would like to call and make a pledge you can do that at 502-213-9543 that number is 502-213-9543 and you can make a donation right now we'll take it here I might be the guy that answers the phone, but we have opened up our phone lines here. We've got volunteers that are taking calls. We're doing that over at WJIE, but I wanted to introduce uh, Kedrick to your audience and let them know what efforts they're doing and the need that they have right now is a financial need. So again, that number is 502-213-9543 or go to thelordskitchen.com and just make a donation. Money is the biggest thing that's needed right now so they can get those supplies that they're buying with the food and the the you know toilet paper and the paper towels and things that they're passing out. They've got to make purchases to do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think when I talked to Kedrick, he said on Monday they went up and they were out of supplies by Tuesday. Uh, so, yes. been, yeah. so Kedrick, moving forward, what's the plan? I know things are, are still fluid. How often are, are you guys trying to make trips there? What, what, what's the, what, what are the next steps here that people can, their involvement can help make happen? The next step will be cleaning. It will be, of course, the feeding and uh, helping. The next place will be cleaning. That's one of the products that we need will be like, uh, you know, like rain boots and gloves and mops and squeezers and whatever it is that we can use that if you're dealing with a water situation, that's the next step. The next step is to carry a team that can go there and work, you know, help those uh people there you know they are some of them are like uh, older ladies they can't do anything for themselves you know so that's the next thing we we won't change what we're doing now but to add on to cleaning when you went this time we didn't do any cleaning because we are not ready we're not equipped for that but the next thing is that's what we want to do we want to go and help clean of debris and some furniture that was destroyed you know, whatever we can do. Hey, Kedrick, if people want to volunteer, where do they need to go to get connected with you? I had a call, a guy called over to um, to the other radio station and said, he's got a U-Haul that he'll come and pick up and drive whatever you need him to drive. So those type of folks that want to get involved, how can they get connected? They just need to go to the website or where should we direct? They can them? go to the website and click volunteer. So... Is, is, you know, I mean, that website is specifically to volunteer at the Lord's Kitchen, but we can um, loop them in while they volunteer to go to, they just have to put in the notes that I'm volunteering for Eastern Kentucky disaster, okay. and then we'll go from there. Right. Lordskitchen.com is the website. If you want to call directly and make a donation, 502-213-9543 is the number. Uh, Kedrick, any parting thoughts, anything else that you want? to get out there to the people listening uh, as far as your all's efforts and what you'd like them to know. Yeah. 
mostly it's financial. You know, that's what we, we lack in because whatever we get, it goes away real quick. And, you know, they, with the gas prices, because we have to drive there, and the food itself is not cheap. Um, we are getting a break on food, though, because, you know, when the people know that we are buying food for, for that, they give you some kind of a break, but it's not much. You know, so that's, uh, that's the main need right now. Well, Kedrick, we appreciate you spending some time here with us and certainly best wishes moving forward. I know you're doing the Lord's work out there in Eastern Kentucky and keep doing what you're doing. And I'm sure you're going to have plenty of people who are trying to help out moving forward. Well, thank you so much. All right. That was Kedrick Tembo, again, director at the Lord's Kitchen. If you want to donate directly uh, online, you can go to thelordskitchen.com. If you want to call the station here and make a donation over the air, we, we got people. Troy will answer your call. He'll talk to you for a little bit. Uh, 502-213-9543 is the number. 502-213-9543. Uh, Troy, go answer some phones. You're gonna, we're going to get some calls going here. Uh, big thanks to, to Kedrick Tembo there for spending some time. Trevor noticeably quiet during the entire segment, just taking it all in, I'm sure, back there. Feeling great now. Yeah, look at you. Turn your mic on now. You're good. Cardinal Authority's done. Car- he's Cardinal Insider. <laughs> Why do I keep calling it the authority? That's his website. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's his website. Uh, but it is. No, I was, listen- I was listening, though, but I mean, you, yeah. you know I can multitask. And you can, very well. On occasion, depending, yeah. And I was listening, and it's just, it always is sad, yeah, hearing the stories. Especially when I hear him talking, you know, talking about somebody, you know, walking his wife, and I'm sitting there yeah. like, I won't even walk to Spinelli's to get a sandwich. I mean. He's right, too. I mean, in a week or so, this is going to be out of the national news. It's going It'll, to be yep, widely out of the local news as well. They're not going to be, you're not going to have teams generating, you know, having telethons anymore. There's not going to be any of this stuff. And these people are still going to have their entire livelihoods wrecked. So unfortunately something else is going to happen somewhere else. Exactly. I mean, like, which is, this is the way it works. And these yeah. people are still going to be in need of a lot of help. And it's nice to have people like Kedrick who are going to make sure that they keep getting that help until their lives are at least put somewhat back on track. And he's, I mean, you forget about little things like that. You say the next step, obviously people need shelter now. They need food now. But then you've got houses that were, if they weren't totally destroyed, that need to be cleaned. You've got areas of town that have been, you know, just decimated by water damage. You've got to get in there and clean that stuff up before you can start even rebuilding. And he's like, that's our next step. After feeding these people and and giving them a place to stay for the time being, we're going to have to start cleaning up some houses, cleaning up some buildings, and and at least laying the foundation for the whole rebuilding process to just get started. It's just uh, the devastation is just unreal out there. I was thinking of the movie Charlie Wilson's War when I think about that. Like, you think at the end where they're like, we went out there, we helped them, but now we're just back. We're, we're out. Like you just can't do that. There, there's yeah, more. I mean, the, the ball keeps bouncing down the road. You, you gotta, you gotta do something. You gotta keep. I mean, it's not just a quick fix. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that seems to be the case with a, a lot of wars. Um, oh yeah, I mean, that's good movie too, by the way. It is a good movie. Yeah, um, but this movie. is, uh, it's even more heartbreaking when it's a natural disaster that couldn't be affected, True. which is the case right here, and all these poor people still dealing with the the after effects. And it, and it does seem like the, I mean, the death count just rises every day, and you see the. You also realize how much worse it maybe could have been. It, like I, I put the video on Card Chronicle a couple of days ago of the all the helicopter rescues. I mean, they rescued like 600 people who were stranded on the tops of houses just via a helicopter. If you don't have that type of technology, if those people weren't able to find them, you know, high enough ground to survive, like the death toll could have been just like unbelievably high, which is crazy to think about. But it is certainly um, an area that is still in the hearts and the minds and the thoughts and the prayers of, of everybody around here. And shout out to Kedrick Tembo for making that happen. Um, I tell you what, let's take an early break here. We'll come back since we have a 525 
out today with Cardinal Insider, yep. which you now have finished. And then the, the little basket <laughs> started at 635. We'll go ahead and we'll take an early break. We'll come back a little bit early and get that 5 o'clock hour started early on. I'm saying the word early a lot here. Uh, Wait, what have we still got on the, on, on the agenda still today? We well, we're going to get there. We've got, uh, we have DJ Wagner update of the day. Okay. A couple other recruiting notes. Did I see the Brittany Griner verdict came in? Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, the, not really a verdict, but she got sentenced. You have to explain that to me. Would you rather talk about Brittany Griner or the latest Breonna Taylor news today? Uh, two things that I don't want you anywhere near, to be quite frank. I don't want you. I don't. I don't want to even. I don't, I don't even want them coming up. The fact that you brought up Brittany Griner unprovoked well, makes just, me very nervous. I just saw. I was just thought because I was just on social media the very just a second ago. Yeah, nine like, years. Is that what she got? Yeah. Like all I saw was the headline. And that's why I was saying I didn't even see what the verdict was. I just she got issued nine years in prison. Nine years. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to break when we come back. Five o'clock hour. The Mike Rutherford show is rocking here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. Because we don't want to pay no money if we hear the same old sound. Watching will take hip hop to a higher ground. Cause I know. How do I know? And I know because of KRS1. Yeah, and I know. You got your red dress on, screaming that second gear was such a turn on. And the fog forming on my window tells me that the morning's here and you'll be gone before too long. Who taught you those new tricks? Damn, I shouldn't start that talk. But life is one big question when you're staring at the clock. And the answer's always waiting at the liquor store. 40 ounces to freedom, so I take that walk. And I know and that that part. I'm not coming back. Five o'clock hour of the Mike Rutherford Show, Thursday edition here. We're here until 5.30-ish. Uh, we'll hand the baton over to Jody Demling and the Cardinal Insider. And then 6.35, Louisville Bats coverage. 7.05, first pitch out there at Slugger Field. The Bats taking on, uh, I think, Indianapolis still, I believe, after yesterday's doubleheader split. You know, they've still won 25 in a row. That's fine. The, the Bats, they're rocking, they're rolling. Uh, you'll hear every first pitch with Nick Curran. Right here on 1450 The Big X. I was like, they, they actually, this is weird because I don't know if they do this before I took, but usually the bat schedule's been like one week on the road and one week at home. They're yeah, doing they, back-to-back road weeks. I know, week. back-to-back road weeks. They went back at, back at home for a couple of weeks. But. Yeah, and I don't know. And it's weird because they, do, they don't do that for home. I was like, well, maybe they'll do back-to-back home stands then. And they don't. It's like just, and I guess I'm assuming they're figuring what's well, in Indianapolis. Like, you know, it's it's a short drive, it's only two hours, not that. Because that's got to suck if you're Nick. I mean, like, yeah. you get the Sunday game. You get one day off a week Monday. And a lot of times when it comes to road trips, that's like your travel day. But I guess the fact he is two hours. He can probably get back pretty quick on yeah. Sunday and get some time. I don't know. I, just, I just feel bad for Nick, you know. Nick's fine. It's, ba- it's bad enough he doesn't have me to entertain him between innings. He's right hanging now. in there. He's doing great. He's, he's good. <laughs> uh, reminding you guys again, uh, if you need anybody to fix your AC, it's still hot out there. It's going to get hotter uh, the rest of this week. AirServe, EMTs for your air conditioning. they got technicians available 24-7. They're focused on air quality and energy efficiency. We love our guy Richard over there. He's going to make sure that all your problems are taken care of. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, too polluted, they make sure you're comfortable and breathing the highest quality air in your own home. If you need a technician from AirServe, give them a call today at 502-264-9662. That's 502-264-9662. You can also visit them online at AirServe.com backslash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V dot com backslash Louisville. Did you say polluted? Polluted. 
He's a balloonist. Well, you started talking in my ear. Well, that's a belding. He's a yeah. richer. That's like belding. You started saying it. Really <laughs> that's a belding. You're like balloonist. <laughs> I, I think I got thrown off because you're talking during the read, which is ideal. Texture also asked during the break, which of these would you feel the most nervous with Trevor talking about? Flood victims, Brittany Griner, Brianna Taylor stuff, or Alex Jones stuff? The answer is obvious. First of all, I don't, I don't know if you have any idea what's going on with any of these besides the floods. <laughs> well, I mean, the Brittany Griner we just talked about. Yeah, which nine years. Nine years. Weird. That's just ridiculous. I mean, no. Like, I mean, I get having to go through what she had to go through a little bit because she did break the law. But I mean, come on, nine years. Nine I mean, that's. That's that's a little. Let me. The but, obvious answer for what I would feel most comfortable with you talking about is the Alex Jones stuff because it's objectively hilarious. You know, to be honest, I, and this is this might come as a shock. You don't know who Alex Jones. No, is. I do know who he is now. I didn't know who he was until like two years ago. I'd never heard of him. Well, I mean, two years ago is not that not terrible. Okay. I feel like you probably should have, but I mean, I don't. Think, I, I don't even think I should have. Like, why should I have? Like, and since I've pretty since I've learned who he is, he's totally irrelevant to common sense and knowledge. I mean, why? Why should I care about him? Well, yeah, but he's still a prominent person. He's funding this whole, he's fueling this whole like weird group of people that believe, you know, Doesn't Sandy mean Hook didn't happen. Prominent. It means he's just a, I mean, he's pretty, I mean, he was making $800,000 a day, according to these latest documents. I've given up caring about someone's importance by how much they make when TikTok came that around. Importance is one thing, prominence <laughs> is still something. He has a large, I mean, large following, is the point. There, there's, there, there's just like 20 year old girls who just wear their bra on TikTok and make a million dollars a year. You're, you're, the, the point is, he's, Prominent is the right word. He's mm-hmm. he has a large, large following. There are a group of people, as much as it seems bizarre to us, as much as it seems bizarre to anybody with a fully functioning brain, there are a group of people that will follow this man and listen to what he says. I mean, I get that. And the t- and that doesn't mean s- I still have to know who he is though. Well, you should. Have you seen the I video? Need the vid- Have you seen the video where he figures out or he's told that his attorney accidentally sent a digital copy of all of his phone texts and messages and emails from the last two years to the opposing attorney? This is what happened yesterday. This is, is why, I was, why he was. Well, I mean, he's kicked off Twitter, right? That's. I mean, that, that's a different story. That's, yeah, a well, long that's time what I'm ago. saying because yeah. I saw he's trending on Twitter, and I just I was like, I, I remember I was like, I thought he got kicked off, so I didn't know if he got back allowed back on or whatever. No, this was about, sure. all about his court case. Yesterday. Okay, I just I didn't bother clicking on it because I don't care. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, but it's hilarious. So this, I guess yeah. this is the obvious story that I would feel the most. So he's on trial because he was saying forever that the basically Sandy Hook didn't actually yeah, happen, didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. parents of the kids who got killed have sued him. And why would they assume over him saying it didn't happen? Why does that matter? Because all these crazy people that follow him like harass them and are like, "Why are you doing this? Like, why are you fueling? Like, we're gonna kill you because you're you're clearly you're puppets for the globalists and all this stuff. Like, you're actors, and it's like it's caused them a whole bunch of trauma and heartache, and a lot of people have had to move and change their addresses and stuff. And so they're suing him for a, a, a lot of money, and he's claimed he's bankrupt. His texts and emails reveal that he's very much not bankrupt. And uh, when he found out yesterday on the stand. That his attorney, who I guess he hired from like a I don't know Cracker Jack box, had accidentally emailed all of his phone like records to the opposing attorney the twelve days before, and the opposing attorneys had waited and let him lie under oath like on the stand for like twelve days before letting him know, hey, we've got your text and we know that you lied about all this stuff. The look on his face was wonderful. It was a great moment. It was a you know you so rarely see these people who are. Who deserve their comeuppance actually get it, and to have that moment was was beautiful. It was wonderful. I would have had, I would have been comfortable with you talking about that if once again if you'd known what was going on. Or yeah, I just the Brianna Taylor stuff. I'm is not coming up on the show. Don't track. care enough, Alex Jones, to even concern myself what you just said went half in one ear and went the other anyway because I care that little about him. That sounds right. Uh, 
Brianna Taylor stuff. Well, I mean, there's not really much talk about that. I mean, that's just well, there sad is. itself. I mean, but today, what happened today? We're not getting into it. I, we're not talking about it. We're not bringing it up. I mean, you know, the cops got found guilty, right? No, they got. No, that's not what happened. Uh, I, thought, I thought didn't one of them get found guilty and one of them didn't or something? No, we're not. We don't need. Okay, to, I'm not rehashing. People who are turning in for the show, they're like, oh my god. <laughs> um, and Grinder, you know, I'm on Grinder's side to a degree anyway. You should be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would hope so. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, Com- comrade again. <laughs> I mean, Good on, lord. I mean, I'm on her side to where I don't think she should get nine years, but I'm not on her side to where she can't complain about how she was being detained because she did try to sneak in dr- sneak drugs out of us. I mean, it's just stupid to do. Texas says Charlie Manson only had a few followers. What harm could he do? Trevor, probably. <laughs> Texas, how does Trevor always miss the effing point? If it doesn't directly affect him, he just doesn't care. Yeah, why should I? Trevor, that's bad. Don't, don't say things like that. Texas, I have an in-law that quotes Alex Jones, and I swear to God, it's so insane, I honestly can't tell if it's self-parody or not. I have a buddy of mine who's married a woman whose aunt is like one of those people on Facebook who is, you know, not like, again, I'm not... I find them funny more than anything, but, I mean... Like, to a degree, like, in his divorce like proceedings, he argued, he tried to argue that everybody knows he's playing a character. Which, if you look at him that way, if he's playing some weirdo character, then fine. But he's doing a lot of because there are people that are taking you know hillary clinton's a demon sent from hell like as it's like a literal thing and well that's they're that's they're that's because they're stupid i mean well yeah <laughs> I mean, but like there are a lot of people who are easily manipulated out there and it's i agree to that it's sad to see happen like it, it's 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 kind of weird like I, I i'm fine with like if you don't i'm trying to see how to, how to phrase this nicely like i don't worry about that you know like covid stuff like vaccine stuff like that's one thing but like the, I believe Alex Jones when he says Sandy Hook was a gigantic conspiracy and all these actors put it together, like that's a different level of delusion. Like the QAnon stuff too, I think is a, a different level of delusion. And when you see people fall into those rabbit holes, it's, I think it, it gets kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see people profiting off that is is very gross. I mean, there's no, that doesn't disgust me watching that profit any more than some of the internet stuff people influencers get profiting for. Texture says uh, after this court bad. case, let's just say that Alex Jones is all out of Reynolds rap at this point. By the way, <laughs> update today per the lawyer in court, numerous groups, January sixth. Yeah, they're all yeah, those texts are going to go to a lot of different people. Like I didn't. The only reason I even knew who he was is because someone sent me. I saw a video of like he's talking about I guess his wife cheating on him or something, and like he goes in this rant of the story, and it's so descriptive. And like so bizarre, like a pineapple, I think, came involved in there. Like it's just, you just, almost, you just can't but laugh. Like this, there's no way this guy's making this up. There's too many. Ex- well, the pineapple thing's a real thing. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know if there was even. Yeah. A, I'm, not, I'm just kidding. I don't even know if the pineapple came up in the story or not, really. I just don't remember. Yeah. I just remember being this like weird, like him going in this big rant. I'm like, this goofball's hilarious. Like, I don't take him seriously, but like this rant is funny. Texas, him having a direct line to the Oval Office at one point was the scariest part. That was kind of, yeah. That was. Yeah. Um, I take it back. I thought I was safe with you talking about Alex Jones. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't the right answer. Texas with all the sublime, I'm guessing the theme for today is that Trevor got extra high before the show. <laughs> no, it's just sublime. It depends what your definition of extra is. Texas says, Trevor, would you eat a salad to help the flood victims? Just say yes. Just, just say yes. yes. Just just say yes, please. I want to know how it helps, okay. but okay. Just, I mean, just say yes. Uh, Texas, this is a this is a KRC text, but it's just, we can't even read it. It's not Mike funny. Mike's just a safe, my PR department. I'm trying. Slash my own. <laughs> Texas, Texas says, uh, I hope 
playing in Spokane Arena rather than the kennel keeps Parrish and Nolander up at night. It's just a complete non-issue made into one by the college basketball national media so they can do their Calipari bad thing. I don't think it's a non-issue. I, I think it's something. The record, is it actually called the kennel or is that an official name? It has an official name, but it's called, it's like, you know, the, <laughs> I mean, the Dean it. Dome's not actually the Dean Dome. I thought that was the actual name of it. No, it's like the Dean E. Smith, whatever, like arena. It's, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. It's a, it has I always an thought it was name. Dean Dome. It's the McCarthy Athletic Center, but McCarthy. they call it the kennel. <laughs> McCarthyism. Yeah. No, it's not. No. <laughs> no, that's not. No, let's not do that. I don't think it's a non-issue. It's not the biggest thing in the world to me. I just think it's like, you know, play, a, play the dudes at the home arena. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. He's just scared to do it. Yeah, he for sure is. He's he's 100% scared. He has a yellow streak, and he doesn't want to do it because he's afraid to lose, and he's kind of a whiny baby when it comes to that. I mean, you can you, you can say, I mean, you can like Cal, but if you don't admit that he just says he's he's yellow when it comes to playing on someone else's road. There's this Trevor kind of sounds like Alex Jones now that I think about it. Do I really? You could, I could see you being one of those guys who had a huge following on YouTube just like saying outrageous things. I mean, do you think I can make a profit by pushing my conspiracy of the 1999 Eastern Conference Finals on people? You get very passionate. Larry Johnson. No, he did not get fouled. He didn't. He, he walked before the shot. You also get, like, very passionate and almost, like, more impassioned when there's obvious data proving you wrong. And you, like, just keep saying the same things over and over. I think you could. You like, could, give, give me one example. I think, like, when I'm trying to think of when you were saying, like, the Sacramento Kings have a great fan base. And, like, I looked at the numbers and they had, like, the worst attendance this past year. Did they have this year? <laughs> Are you, I think you were saying, like, West Coast NBA teams, like, draw they more do. fans. They do. West Coast does do well in attendance. And then I counted the numbers and, like, the West Coast had, like, one team in the top ten in terms of attendance. And you still well, were, like. only got, like, three teams out there. See? Anyway. <laughs> this, hey, case in point right here. Like, you, you don't. You, you just double down. You just go harder. Like, you just. You start the rhetoric increases, and for a lot of people, they like that. Like, oh, he's yelling. He must be right. I think you could do a good job with something like that. But I don't yell. Well, you, when you get mad, you yell. Who's to say? Why? Who's to say you don't do the same thing? Well, when you when like, like in that situation, when like you're like two plus two equals five, and I'm like actually right here it says two plus two equals four. You kind of like you start yelling a little bit, and that's like an Alex Jones thing. I think you could okay. have a, a good following if you did something like that on YouTube. Can I make some money? Probably. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll I'll say whatever I want. The sheep want to pay me money for it. I'm aware. <laughs> I mean, it's not my fault they're dumb enough to give me money. TK Wars. <laughs> Make it a website. <laughs> Texas says, uh, Trevor, I love you. However, there's a huge difference between an influencer and Alex Jones. No, they're both making the profit off of morons. Yeah, I, <laughs> I agree with the texter. Texas, the craziest part is Alex Jones. And I don't know how we got this. This Somebody. is a mistake. It was a, I was wrong. <laughs> I, I can admit I was wrong. I was wrong about this. <laughs> Did you show you to have gone to? Are you bet you're missing those hippo discussions? The Brianna right? Taylor discussion could I, have been riveted. I bet you're missing the hippo talk, aren't I you? I blame the break texture. <laughs> yeah, I bet, yeah. <laughs> but well, those those animal battles in South Africa sound a lot nicer right about now, aren't they? I missed the hippo talk. <laughs> yeah, I, I missed the I hippo bet they talk. They are. Good God! Uh, I tell you what, let's, let's, I'm, I'm, I'm done. We I, don't have a break. We're going to. The I know, break. I know. I, I, the text line. You're sending in good stuff. I agree with it. I think like, that's fine. I just we're not gonna read any more of these texts. Do they think I'm a defending Alex Jones in some way? No, not really. Okay. Um, again, we're trying to let's move away. All right. So USA Today, they named they, they identified ten coaches and they ranked them Power Five conference football coaches who most need to have a strong first month of their 2022 season. And lists like this are, this is the pinnacle of like, we're running out of ideas, right? Because guess <laughs> He can suck the last rest of the season, but he's exactly, the first Exactly, exactly. Like, you know who needs a strong start to the season? Every coach in every sport. 
Everybody needs it. What do we do next week's list? Top ten coaches on the hot seat with six letters in their last name. It's like I always, I always know we're at the bottom of the barrel, and it's like you know the off season can't get enough when you start doing like best case, worst case scenario. Because guess what? The best case scenario for every team is they win every game. The worst case scenario, <laughs> they lose every game. Really? And like, wow, people do this all the time. They're like, that worst sounds case, like no clicks. Because you know, who, you know who said worst case scenario for Louisville was two and ten in twenty eighteen. No bleep in anybody. Because nobody thought that team could go two and ten. You know, it's funny. I still remember, like, I think it was after like week three, sitting in Dugan's office and him talking about like us firing Petrino. I'm like, there's no way we can get rid of. Oh, that. I thought it was. Yeah, no I was way. like, there's no way. I, and, and I was just joking, and I was like, unless we go like one and ten, one and eleven or something, then maybe. But Damn I was like, did. there's yeah, we, we 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 certainly pretty much came close enough to. Because I just remember sitting there going, oh no, we can't get rid of. I mean, I know we looked bad in the first. Three I thought there weeks, was no way. Yeah, you can't just get rid of him. Because honestly, I just didn't think that we'd be, we'd give up to that point though. Is the out of Florida State out of all the like improbable things that have happened to Louisville athletics over the past decade, out of all the like just <laughs> there's a long list. exactly out of all <laughs> yeah. the like outside the box, I could never have imagined this. If you told me ten years ago, I would have bet my life savings on the opposite happening. I think number one on the list. It's not even it's not strippers. It's not FBI. It's not another extortion case. It's Bobby v. Petrino being fired for on-field performance. Because if you told me when he got hired in 2014 that he wasn't going to make it to 2019 and it would have been the university's decision, I would have said, cool, what gross text did he get caught sending? <laughs> yeah, really. Or like, who, leave us for somebody. who was the girl that this found? Or like, who did, like, what player did he yell at or get physically physical with? Like, what happened? I would not have guessed that it would have been because he wasn't winning enough football games and was getting blown out that much. It was like, shocking. When he first, and I got, actually. I, we have to get to this list. I know. I've got, I had this agreement with, with, with Greg Brom and some others, too, as well. But, like, because when, after what, when Chino got back, I don't know, I don't, I don't have any facts to it, proof to it. Maybe I'm Alex Jones for this reason. But it's something in his eyes, I can just tell he just did not want to kind of be here again. Like, he just felt like a different guy. Like someone, I agree. Like, someone who had just, like, had been to where he wanted to be, i.e. the NFL and the SEC, and now he's kind of back like the small town guy that leaves and has to come back to the small town because the the big job he did, like Ryan going to, you know, corporate in the office and coming yeah. back. Like, I just, I don't know. I saw, and you kind of saw that in the first couple of years, even with Lamar. I mean, you can just see it that like, this wasn't the same aggressive gung-ho Petrino that you saw in segment one. Now, I think it I was especially true when Tom left. And I didn't think now, and I didn't think that we would get to the point where he just utterly quit and we go two and 10. Same. But I just, I could see it just from the day one. Like, I could just tell this wasn't the same Petrino. I don't interview him. I don't know him personally. Just something about, like, looking in the guy's eyes and just hearing in his voice. Like, he's going to do it. He's going to try. At least I thought he would for the most part. But he's not. you're not getting the same guy. You're getting a defeated version of it. I honestly I think he was it in the first season. I really think he was. I think he yeah. was fully bought in. And then I think it kind of hit him. Just gradually over. You know, once again, like, the old saying, he can't go home again. Like, I, I think yeah. he set in that he wasn't, like, first of all, like, this was as good as it was going to get for him. Like, yeah. he couldn't bounce on that program yes. again. And then I think especially when Tom got fired, he was just kind of like, you know, these people don't want me here. Like, like the, the sport's not there. And when things started going slightly astray at the beginning of that season, and he heard the murmurs and he heard the people being upset, he kind of was like, F this. It was like the kid who gets frustrated playing a video game and just hits the off button. He's done. Like, like I'm like, out. Like Cal when he loses it to your home court. Exactly. Same exact thing. <laughs> Anyways, this list. this list that we talked about 10 minutes ago. Because I think this list should be written for Satterfield. <laughs> it was the the 10 coaches in, from Power 5 conferences that most need to get hot in the first month. Number one is Brian Harrison uh, Harson of Auburn. 
who had the big offseason where basically the, the fan base tried to like force him out. And he's like, I'm not leaving, leaving. Uh, at the last second, he kept his job. <laughs> Scott Frost in Nebraska is number two. I think that's fair. Scott Frost needs the awesome season altogether. He, I still think he should have been fired the day after Wandell finished his season. They were did. the best 3-9 and nine team in history last year, Trevor. I mean, best 3-9 and nine team. Um, number three, our own Scott Satterfield. I, I can't speak for Auburn. I would say Frost would be one. I think Satterfield's two. Yeah, I, I think this feels fair because, and maybe it's just because those two jobs are bigger and have bigger fan bases that are more pressure. Maybe, but. but here's what USA Today had to say. They said, though perhaps not as publicized as the situations at Auburn and Nebraska, Satterfield occupies one of the hottest seats in the Power Five entering his fourth season in 2022. Since a solid 8-5 and five campaign in year one, he hasn't done much to ingratiate himself with the fan base. From not so privately flirting with the South Carolina job last offseason to registering back-to-back losing seasons in 2020 and 2021. Satterfield is a good coach, as evidenced by his skillful guidance during Appalachian State's transition to the FBS, which saw the Mountaineers immediately become one of the top programs in the Group of Five. But Louisville is a very different job. The Cardinals have proven in the past they can be among the top class of the ACC, but they've recently been passed in the conference by the likes of Pittsburgh, North Carolina State, and Wake Forest. Satterfield needs an impressive turnaround to feel good about his position heading into 2023. All of that could have been summed up with this. Scott. There you go. You gotta be Syracuse, man. You gotta be Syracuse, man. We I'm excited to hear how fall camp goes. I'm excited to see some of these position battles play out. I want to know what you have to say about who's playing well and who's not playing well. But Scott, at the end of the day, that's all we ask. We're gonna need you to beat Syracuse. We're gonna need you to win that game. We don't ask for much. And then we'll turn our attention to moving forward. But if there's no beating Syracuse, there's not a whole lot we can do for you here, man. Love the recruiting. Deuce Robinson commitment would make me very, very happy. We gotta be Syracuse. You're gonna hate when I ask you this. Okay. Who's who, who's just that curious? He's like four, five, and six or so on this list. Steve Sarkeesian of Texas is for him. Texas, oh, man, I always even, always needs the hot start. I mean, yeah, I, I'd almost think he could maybe be ahead of even Sat in that case. But then again, I don't know. Maybe I just dislike him as much as more than everyone else does in Texas. Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech is five, which he seems like a, a seems like a lame duck. Like I mean, he's nine and twenty five after three years. Yeah, they, they just, they're not going to be very good. They were a little behind on that one. I think he should he should be on this list two years ago. Number six is I think should be a little bit higher. Mike Norvell at Florida State, just because that fan base. Yeah, has, you know, they, they're so things have gone bad off the field. That's a good one. Yeah, he he needs a hot start. Dino Babers at Syracuse is seven. A lot of ACC flavor here. Good lord, I just forget Dino Babers is still at Syracuse. Sometimes. And this is like. It's weird that we're talking about this a year after, like, we would have been talking about this man on, like, the, the safest jobs list. But number eight is Tom Allen in Indiana. Biggest yeah. flop of last year. I, I, don't, I think he's a little, I would. I don't know if I'd put him in, because I think he's got a little bit of leeway, because last year was bad. They didn't win a game. Well, they didn't win a game in the Big Ten. Exactly. Yeah, I mean. I mean, and they were, like, what, preseason, like, top 25-ish? I think they got screwed out of the Big Ten championship. Yeah. Herm Edwards at Arizona State number nine. Herm's gone. I forget he's there still. I mean, (laughs) and then Chip Kelly at UCLA's ten. I don't think so. I think he's he's built up some goodwill. I think a little bit. You know, I would. I don't know. He's. I don't know where I'd put him on the list. But I don't know. Brian Kelly. I think needs a nice start at LSU. He comes out like a dud in the early part of the season. Yeah, but they were bad last year. They'll get. He'll have a little bit of leeway. I think their patience is pretty thin. It is, but they were like what six and seven last year, seven and six, something like that. Yeah. If he goes. If he goes like nine and three in year one, they'll be okay. 
eight and four, they'll be okay. They won't be they won't be okay with it moving forward. But for this year, it's kind of like but Kenny they come out, basketball. I don't know what their schedules like, but when they drop like the two of their first three games or something, I mean, there'll be people who are pissed. But I think well, they'll. Yeah. They're willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. He yeah, also, there's probably no way he's getting fired after year one. He's got more he's of a like, proven track record than some of these other guys, too. Yeah, unless he's like Mike Price or whatever. He's not getting fired after year one. No. Um, text line, come on, guys. What is he still asking, like, political questions? Hey, the Alex Jones verdict's coming in like 10 minutes. Can you guys please discuss it when it happens? No. Who? The Alex Jones verdict is coming. Oh, I don't get it. I'm assuming it's not going to go well for him. But I mean, he's just got to pay out a bunch of people, right? I mean, I don't think that's it. I mean, he might be going to jail. Uh-huh. Also, his phone's going to go to the cops afterwards. Like, I think what happens afterwards is probably going to be worse for him than whatever happens this. But, again, neither here nor there. Texas says, even if Gonzaga um, if Gonzaga wins this game at Spokane Arena, I hope they still rush the court. <laughs> I mean, if that happens, the poor cow's going to be refusing to play anybody in their home state. He's like, he still wants He's to like, play this is what I do for you, flood the, victims. Only in Nevada will I play UCLA. <laughs> Louisville wants to play it. We got to play in Tennessee. That stat kind of did surprise me, though, a little bit. Four and ten in true non-conference road games in the last decade. I mean. Because they blasted Kansas last year. But the thing is, is like you said, they're, I don't know if it surprised me, but I mean, there's, there's so few and far between, though. That's the other thing that, is, that makes me crazy about the stat. Ten Almost years, you've four, played 14 true non-conference road games. Yeah. That it's barely over one a year. Okay, so then what, five of them, again, I know Louisville missed the time, but it, it, theoretically you'd say five of those are forced by the Louisville series in 10 years, five road games, right? Yes, in most yeah, in most situations you would think that. Right. Obviously this is different because of the COVID stuff. Uh, and then you have the, like you said, the, the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Every year since I think like 2014. 14 is the first year they started doing so that. So that's within that's short of 10 years. So I mean, I mean, it all goes back to basically he scheduled like three non-conference road games. Ever, in the last ever since ever since Indiana left him butthurt oh, on the court, absolutely. Yeah, he's been he's he's refused to do it. Which it blows my mind. Like the same ways. Remember they lost to Maui to, to UConn. He's refused to go like to the back to Maui since they lost. He, he's why is that that bothers him? A child so much? sometimes. I don't know why it bothers him so much. I, I you know I know the easy example is he didn't like the way that they rushed the core and players were. Like it was had to have been about the loss and the way that you the IU rubbed it in his face and all that stuff. Again, you blew them out in the Sweet 16 on your way yeah. to a national title that same year. That that game that should have nixed all that stuff. Of course, Indiana. I felt bad. I think that team could have been made a nicer run if they don't run into UK. Well, I mean, I mean they still dropped 71 on UK. I mean. <laughs> How many UK score like now? Well, like 101. I think. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it was like it was like 101. I'm just saying, still a good defensive. It's still a pretty damn good UK defensive team. They dropped 71 on. I just their offense wasn't. Their defense was worse than their offense was good. Yeah, um, Texas new. Sh- I'm sorry about this. I, I apologize. New show tradition. A daily teasing us with the DJ Wagner update. Never getting to it. I like it. I'm here for it. Build that SOB up for breaking news explosion. This is the first day that I think we've teased it and haven't yeah, done I it. I don't even have it loaded, so we're not going to go. Yeah, we're not, we don't have time. we got to get out of here. I've been watching too much Game of Thrones the last couple of days anyway. The stream song's stuck in my head. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Reminder, though, tomorrow. I should have said this earlier. I should have said it a couple more times. Homework. 06 blackout game. West Virginia. It's on YouTube. I'll post it on Twitter later today. Watch it. We're going to discuss it a little bit in the 4 o'clock hour on tomorrow's show. I'm, thinking, I'm more worried about you watching I will, it. I will make sure that I watch the game. How are you going to find time to watch that tomorrow? till tomorrow? I will watch part of it tonight after Virginia goes to sleep. <laughs> and then I'll watch part of it tomorrow morning when I wake up. It's going to happen. I don't know there's no way to prove that you don't. I just... Well, I will. I will make mention of like little things that happened during the game, like little things the announcer says. Like I think I remember Rick Pitino getting interviewed mid-game, and it goes on way too long, and it drove me crazy. Oh, yeah, you're giving that away already. Uh, okay, what is this? The broadcast that has commercials in it. Probably not. They're probably uh, cut out. There are. We're going to question you. I'm going to question you on random commercials. Okay, I'm good with that. 
I'm fine with that. Anyways, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Watch that. Text line does not think they're with you. They don't think that I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch it. I will find I just a way. I don't know how you're going to have time to watch it. It's even on without commercials and halftime. You're looking at what? It's like two hours. Two hours. Two two hours and change. I will watch an hour tonight after Virginia falls asleep. I will watch an hour tomorrow when I go downstairs to the basement after our babysitter gets here. Oh, babysitter's not coming tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna get it done. I'll find a way. I'll find a way to get it done. If I have to watch it on the toilet for a little bit on the phone, we'll make it happen. Sorry, honey. All right, we gotta get out of here. We're Sunday's done. food's killing me. Cardinal Insider with Jody Demling's up next. Then we got Louisville Bats baseball. Six thirty-five coverage starting there, and then seven oh five first pitch. Everybody have a fantastic Thursday night. We'll see you guys tomorrow at three o'clock to talk about the West Virginia game. Boom. <laughs> Chance I have to feel good even though I feel bad